After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter, and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly, beer imported by Crown Import, Chicago, Illinois. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line. Prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Bet MGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. Middle call! Hey, hey! What's up, everybody? Welcome. We are live on YouTube on Monday night. I'm Guy. That is John. If you're watching on YouTube live, it's great to have you. Hit that like button. Subscribe to our YouTube channel. We appreciate it. If you are listening to this podcast, we appreciate that a ton. Hit us with a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. We love when you do that. That helps out the show. Comment for the algo on the YouTube. And, uh, yeah, let's have a great week, everybody. Good way to start the week, Monday night. Guys, some might think this is a celebration podcast because the 49ers won. But we're independent journalists, and we don't root for anyone, even though, you know, them winning is better. But, you know, listen, we can take the emotion out of it. We just let the chips fall as they may. Uh-huh. This is a celebration week because it's Haberman and Middlecoff's birthday week, guys. Birthday week, baby. 31. That's right. I've been telling I was 35 for about seven years now. Yeah, when people ask now, I just say 32. Is it Haberman's birthday in about four hours? Uh, Yeah, actually. Yeah. And we're it's a, it's what? 48-hour uh, stretch coming up. Fit 52 from you? 
Yeah, just, I mean, this is, this is a good week, guy. Happy birthday. Happy birthday, guy. That's a happy birthday, John. Thank you. Thanks for all of John's birthday wishes to me. That's right. Birthday week. Guys that combined week. ages are 63. Birthday week's always a good week. You're on the show. Have you been telling people you, what, I guess you turned 37, like you've been 34? Like when people ask, do you say your normal age? Or have you ever uh, lied? Yeah, I say my normal age, unless I can say, unless I can say, but yeah, it's not important. Here's the point. You know, something like that, you know. Well, how I've, old li- are you? I've, I've lied. I've lied the last probably year and a half before. I, I have forgotten over the years at times. If someone asks, sometimes I have to think about it. That's how little age means to me, John. When I hit 36, I said 34 several times, just random people over over that, you know, probably year period. That yeah. didn't mean that much. Not It wasn't like a serious. It was, yeah, 34. Right, right. right. Just dating. Like, damn, you look young. I was like, yeah, thanks. College parties. 40 is the new 22. Yeah. Yeah. Have Someone said to me the other day, you're closer to 50 than you are 30, which is a lie. You're 37. I'm 38 here in a day and two days. But yeah. I got I got furious. I snapped. And then I realized it wasn't even true. But at first, I kind of believed it in my own head, and it freaked me out. You know what I thought about yesterday, actually, is that um, uh, night, uh, the year 2000 to us is what, the year 1970 was to people in 1992. I don't like thinking about stuff like that because the older you get, do you notice you think about stuff like that? Yeah, yeah. You go, this is the equivalent of like 1973 for my dad when it was like, it starts throwing you <laughs> off and it makes you very uncomfortable. Uh, all right, but we're here to live in the moment, John. Every day, one at a time. Carl just gave us 25 bucks as an early birthday boy, as an early birthday gift, so... I get you, you know, half a salad in Danville. You know, it'll get you Tito's, Tito's and soda. It'll get you Tito's and soda, John, in the right spot. We are sponsored by our friends at Tito's Handmade Vodka. They're going to help make birthday week here on the pod go well. Uh, We are uh, big fans. We know you are big fans. You keep sending us photos of you enjoying your Tito's beverages. And, um, John, I do have to tell you that uh, right now when you go to the – not that Tito's has told us to push the website. They don't. They just want people to to consume responsibly. But you can find recipes for spooktacular cocktails to mix up this Halloween. Uh, Things like uh, the Tito's Mystic Mule or the Tito's Witching Hour or the Tito's Harvest Moon or the Smoky Spirit. So uh, go check out some recipes. Were you in your house last year for Halloween? Yes. Okay. I was thinking – I was going to make a joke, but it probably wouldn't be appropriate. I don't want to make Tito's get mad at us. So, yeah, celebrate Tito's Halloween. Have some cocktails. Give out give out real candy. Uh, yeah, we love Tito's. I got the helmet over there. You got the helmet right there. Make yourself a Tito's soda. If, if it's already too late, do it tomorrow in celebration of this win. of Haverman Middlecoff's birthday week. Tito's on us. Not really, but, I mean, we would. If we were around you at the bar, we'd buy around for Actually, our people. you're supporting us when you get the Tito's. <laughs> yeah. So just go support Tito's. We love them. They love us. We all love them. Universally, just love. Yeah. Just love, John. That's right. Uh, bottled in Austin, Texas, 40% alcohol by volume, namely 80 proof, crafted to be savored responsibly. Oh. Yeah. We appreciate you. Um, by the way, uh, we're also sponsored by ButcherBox. We're also sponsored by ButcherBox. Right now, ButcherBox.com slash ham gets you free New York strips and lobster. Plus, 10 bucks off. Go to ButcherBox.com slash ham. Yeah, if you just go to ButcherBox.com, you build your own boxes. We've done it. You should do it. You can create chicken, ribs, hamburger meat, 
steaks and you mix and match and you put it all together. And then you use our promo code this week and you get 10 ounce New York steaks and you get eight ounces of lobster claw plus it's a little knuckle meat free. No big deal. Just go to butcherbox.com slash ham and uh, create your boxes, get a subscription, get the meat flowing and get big like Kinlaw on the sideline. Get the meat flowing. Uh, yeah, ma- mouth-watering meals, all kinds of recipes. Uh, John listed a bunch of the meat you can get. Plus, right now you get the uh, uh, the New York. Sorry, I got distracted. The New York strips free and lobster. You get two 10-ounce New York strip steaks and eight ounces of lobster claw and knuckle meat for free in your first order plus ten bucks off. Can I read you this tweet? Nick Bosa hugging his ACL surgeon, Dr. Neil Elitrash, who is also the head Rams team doc to close out the broadcast. Elitrash also operated on Jimmy G's shoulder. Keys, San Francisco's offense and defense, healthy thanks to the Rams medical doctor. The first reply on Twitter is, LOL, Rams team doc freelancing for the Niners is so wrong. That, in fairness, obviously, Team Docs, they're not their first job is with the team. Yeah, I mean, and Team Docs, you know, like the Rams, I, I I, don't, what do they get out of having him as their Team Doc? I guess they what they get is access to Dr. Neal for like, uh, you know, ankle sprains and stuff that Dr. Neal, just to have him on game day there because he's so good. I mean, he's very, everyone go, he is the new, uh, who Andrews. is Tommy John? Yeah, Dr. James Andrews. Feels like Ella Trash is doing a ton of surgeries now. Remember when the dude from Notre Dame hurt his leg in the bowl game and Jerry took him in the second round, Jalen Smith, and he's yeah. like, we knew guys. Our team doctor worked on his ankle. Remember? Yeah. And they had yeah. insight. I mean, that's part of like, <clears throat> you know, I would imagine this guy, UCLA med, you know, probably has some options, make some money. I, I would guess he's driving a Mercedes. Like, he, you know, he doesn't need the Rams job. Yeah, I wonder why he even does it. I guess just for the Fan fun of, of football. It. Yeah, just the fun of it. Corey on the stream says that uh, he did um, Acuna Jr.'s knee. Could they send Kinlaw back to him? And McGregor's or? broken leg. Ooh, remember that thing? Uh, vaguely. Do you, what do you think Kyle's like, hey, Ella Trash, Javon is just going to fly back on your guys' team plane and just you guys He's meet in the morning. <laughs> like, Kinlaw, hey, Kinlaw, just, you're gonna, just follow Aaron Donald to the plane and just stay with Ella Trash for the night. One of those where you don't have an appointment, but you get him to look at Eric Armstead's foot before you leaves the field. Like while we're here, do you mind? Could you take yeah, just a hey, peek? Hey, Trash, can you come into the locker room for like ten minutes? You have like Adam Peters corral him on the field. Did you think you have to check? Did he have to check on the guy that uh, Bobby Wagner uh, oh targeted? <laughs> Everyone's going nuts about it on social media. Yeah, I, I, I just maybe I'm just really into this Monday Night Football slate. I, I could have done it when the Cowboys Giants game, but this game. Uh, whatever. There was another big game. I'm just into Troy and Joe. I just feel it feels big. I haven't it been does. watching They're Peyton. Really yeah. And the Manning cast showed the streaker. The yeah. ESPN did not. Yeah. Yeah. Do I they just know. not think, follow the rules there? I, th- I guess because they have act. Maybe they can run some of the cameras themselves. I know. Steph was on when they did it. I watched. Steph Curry Manning- was on tonight. Steph Curry, Don Draper, and somebody else. That was the. I- that's a Alyssa good- watched it and said it was hilarious. She loved it. And I watched them last week, the whole game. I enjoyed the hell out of the Cowboys-Giants game watching Manicast. Now, I was not going to watch them today because I need a little more hashtag full screen film study. And Joe and Troy are bringing the heat like they're very good. 
But uh, from what I saw at Don Draper, they showed a high school pick, uh, John Hamm, playing high school football, second team All-State in Missouri, he said, as a middle linebacker. You think he was uh, Hammer then, too? Uh, I think he was probably – that's probably when he, <laughs> when he got the name to start, yeah. Ella Trash did work on Kinlaw. Says the chat. Again, you know, these are – these are we can't be held accountable for things the chat reports. But I mean, even Greg Maddox gave up some home runs, right? I mean, it's just, he, he's not perfect. <laughs> he's not perfect. You know, he can only work with the uh, material he's got. That's true, but I, I, I would be chat. interested to get Ella Trash on the phone and ask him about old Javon. Yeah, well – because it feels like, you know, if you just have normal limbs, Jimmy, Bosa, like you can come back fully healthy. Javon, I, I'm not trying to be negative to start this podcast. 49ers just won. But that was a pretty glaring start before the even first snap. It's like, wait, the knee? The knee's acting up. You're like, Jesus. Again, sorry to get us off on a negative path. Yeah, I know. That's okay. Not negative. Just, uh, you know, it was. it's actually easier to talk about it on a day like uh, Monday night. So uh, the Niners have won the game in a danger zone. And, uh, you know, I thought on the pregame, I think it was Alex Smith who everybody who puts on a suit thinks they look like Alex Smith in a suit. He's a good looking guy. The suit is perfect on him. A little surprised that Robert Griffin didn't take Shanahan and the Niners, John. Didn't, didn't you think uh, RG3 would take the Niners? I'd imagine tonight? they didn't talk pregame. No. Didn't take the Niners tonight. Yeah, he dropped. A, they showed the, the Washington football team staff classic with him, McVay and Kyle. And Robert dropped a, you know, I, I've played for Kyle and Sean. All three of us weren't ready to win then. It's like, shut up, Robert. <laughs> shut up. Wait a second, how old that. is he? Well, I mean, his rookie, you know, like his two years with them. But his point was like, we're I all know, winners. I'm, I'm, I just wasn't I'm, ready. I get the point, but my, my point is he's 32. Like, he could still be in the league <laughs> if he's ready now. You know, it's like he's 38. Like, well, just window closed. Right? Big outlier up on a stage with Steve Young, Alex Smith, and Larry Fitzgerald. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, so so Alex said at the beginning, before the game, he's like, I, he took the Niners. And he said, I've seen this story before. This just feels like last year in Monday Night Football. I've seen this game before, and that's why I'm going with the Niners. And, um, yeah, that he was kind of right. It kind of By the end, it turned into a little bit that Monday Night game from last year. It happened at a different time in the game. And I don't know if it was the exact same play. We'd have to look it up. There was a pick six on a screen. No, it wasn't because remember it bounced off the wide receiver last year and it fell was into it Jimmy. Mostly last year or Ward? It was Jimmy Ward. This one, he just pit, he just jumped the wide receiver, but same type deal down the line of scrimmage flipped the entire game. I think that was, it might've been like seven, nothing and at 14, nothing and the floodgates open this I'm not going to lie. We'll get into Kyle's decision to not kick the field goal a little bit later, but I, I felt like the Rams were going to score in that drive, and I just I already assumed they would get the two-point, and we were going to have a tie game at 17-17 until Hufunga picked it, and it felt – did you feel – it felt like the game was over at that moment. Over, yeah. Because I think we, we'll get to Shanahan's decision to kick the field goal, um, the first field goal that Robbie Gold made later, but it did feel like if they had scored a touchdown then, and that was – what, like 14 minutes left in the game, that that might have ended it. But the Hufunga, once Hufunga scored the touchdown, I did check in on, on John, John Hamm's interview. Yeah, the game was Well, because 14-19 or 14-9, if they scored field goal, 21-9 felt like it would have been the score, just like when they scored yeah. and it went to, what was the score then? 23-9, was that what Hufunga picked it Hufunga, off? Yeah, because it went it went from an eight-point game, so that it was or nine. 20, 
Yeah, tw- 24-9. Yeah, it was just... Because it was 17. The Hufunga pick felt a little bit like a Debo versus the Bears last year. It was just... Okay. It, it was well needed at the right time. Yeah. Different. I mean, Debo had already... I guess that kind of was the start of his breakout, but he was still Debo Samuel. Not like quite Debo Debo Samuel, but it was still he's one of the Niners' best players. That moment felt a little bit like I'm one of the best players on this excellent defense. Like the Niners' defense. I mean, Nick Bosa, whatever Elitrash did to his ACL, he is a better player now, right? Fred Warner and Greenlaw were just crushing people. Charvarius Ward, I mean, I, I can't remember the last time the Niners had a legitimate man-to-man corner. And all those guys stand out. And Armstead, when he's healthy, is obviously a really good player. Uh, 95, you know, his Trojan teammate, he's fucking looks sweet. But Hufunga, it's like, okay, Hufunga's in the box. He can really tackle, hit people. We all agree there. Like, when you do that, when you're, like, jumping routes, guy. And that that was fucking sweet. I mean, that that was a sweet – that'd be a sweet play if it was – Right, like uh, Eagles Cowboys and whoever Darius Slay or Diggs. Like if you're just watching the game on your couch, you'd be like, "Oh, well, well it was the it was the play that six Kendrick tried to make on the Debo touchdown run, right? Where he tried to under undercut it. I, I don't know. He had to jump so high. Who knows? He may not have been able to bring it down and run that far. But it's Is that just a when, bad pass by Jimmy. No, it was perfect. He got it over the defender, only where his guy <laughs> could catch it. I don't. Sometimes missing high turns out to be great, you know. Could Elitrash do a little something in the shoulder to like keep get the release a little? Again, I'm no Tom House, but can we just get him to step into the throw? Everything is like falling away. He throws a lot of high fastballs, guy. I don't know how fast the fastballs are, but they are high. Yeah, I know. He high. threw two passes to Kittle that were actually pretty good, but they were. Um, no, the that that moment, they've just the. I don't think there's. Pro- it's hard. I think kind of that jump the the route pick six might be the best way to seal a game. I think a jump the route pick six just in general is one of the sweetest plays in football. It happened. Were you watching Rodgers yesterday when he threw it to that random dude on the Patriots? Guy kind of slipped, but he just there's nothing like an out route or a screen, and the dude is in full stride. So when he catches it, the offense is all going the other way. Like he's yeah. just gone. Yeah. Even though Stafford, as I mentioned right before we hopped on, I think is probably faster than most humans just realize. He wasn't going to catch him, but there was a slight for a split second. You're like, could he like jump and touch his feet? He's a smooth runner, Stafford. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Yeah, he's a smooth runner. I mean, now we're not going to talk. Somebody early made the comment, and I think it's true because it did cross my mind. Like, we're not going to talk about the fact that you know, in some ways you look at them and think, how are you guys not 4-0? That's a separate, that's that's another world, and <laughs> you can't live in that world. But uh, they had to get the 2-2. Two two. They had to get the 2-2. Two is, is that a little like, though, you could have drafted so-and-so? You passed no, on so-and-so? I mean, you're, it's in the same world, right? Like, because it's in the coulda, shoulda world. But when you draft a guy, I don't, we don't really know all the information or why you don't draft a guy or whatever. We know we watched the games against the other teams that you played. Like we know all of the information and you lost games that yeah. were bad losses. And there's just no guarantee. Like, yeah, the Raiders could have taken Devin White over Cleveland Farrell. Would Devin White look as sweet as he would on the Raiders? Maybe, probably, but you never know. Like, right. Bad game. 
Yeah. Like, would Justin Jefferson just be a sweet if the Eagles would have taken him? How he's like, probably. But, you know, it's just, it, you never know. I, yeah. I did text someone tonight. The problem with the Niners, because they lose in these such devastating fashion that the next week you're like, I'm sitting there before the game getting texts like, how are you feeling? I'm like, I don't know, man. I mean, if you tell me they lose, I, I have no confidence. Because whenever you go into the game that they end up looking sweet, and for the most part they look pretty sweet tonight, you never feel good about that moment going into the game. Because that's just – if Kyle had just won over the last two years – the Indy game, the Tennessee game, and the Denver game, like last year they would have been 12 win team. And this year would feel like, yeah, three and one, they're fucked. They're headed toward, you know, an easy 11 and six. But that's, we already know like the roller coaster to get to double digits. Like, buckle up, you know, this Panthers game has 14 14, end of the third quarter written all over it. I'm, uh, I am already prepared for Niners are down 10. Well, hold three. on, hold on, hold on. What do they do on their first drive? Uh, field goal probably march the field yeah right? but have multiple open guys on like third and goal from the four and jimmy air mails them uh, so you you can already see it coming but one thing i will i will give kyle's team last year and then again tonight is like when they've had to have some moments like tonight in a weird way i know it's october 3rd and it's week four and it honestly feels like a like 11 wins is going to be a high win total this year. Like how many 15, 14 win teams do we have? It doesn't, it doesn't feels like a lot of teams are going to lose some games. There's it? a lot. You do watch a lot of games going. I don't really know who I really like, right? Like who do I love right now? Which is good, which is it's good. Also because no one practices anymore. Do you notice that like half the league gets hurt every week? <laughs> I mean, it's just yeah. part of the deal. So, you know, I have faith the Niners when they have to have it. I just don't like, I just don't have faith. Like, oh, the Panthers weak. Like, no, little faith. One thing they've proven is the get up game, specifically against the Rams. Either they find a way like week 18 or like the two Monday night games, they just fucking come in swinging like Connor McGregor before he shattered his leg. Shannon won seven or eight against McVay. That's pretty nuts. I think RG3, now that I say that, I think RG3's prediction was. The student has become the master. That's and then he picked the Rams. Do you think Sean was nicer to RG three than Kyle? Clearly, <laughs> but it was probably not hard to be nicer than Kyle. I don't think I'm breaking news here. Kyle hates him, and RG three deep down, I think, is faking a little bit. Has to hate him. That him and his dad ruined his career. Yeah, yeah. You're saying faking it because he's not saying on camera that I hate him. Yeah, and I, I think. Like we talked about yesterday about the bitter X, like RG3's life's going good now, calling games. Yeah, looks like yeah. he's really got, you don't want to look like the bitter guy. Like RG3's hanging his hat on being Mr. Happy-go-lucky. I'm funny. I make penis jokes on games. You know, I I, I think he tried to masquerade his mm-hmm. hatred toward Kyle into like, oh, yeah, master become the student. And I think I give the slight edge of the Rams deep down. He's He's going like this early on up in the box. And Steve Young's like, bro, what's your deal? Uh, John, check this tweet out. Richard Sherman tweeted, you cannot tell me that Stafford is playing better than golf right now. If you're a numbers guy, then go check him. Now, now Stafford him- is hurt, right? Kind of. Does, is his shoulder? What's the deal? I don't know. His arm. Feels normal to me. I don't know. I'm just saying, like, he did have a shoulder something. He was, like, missing practices right before the season started. Agree, he was banged up, but he's just been, he's looked normal as a player. Like that to me is yeah, the I don't Stafford know. I just, experience. I just feel obligated to mention it. 
I'll give Sherman credit on this one as, as a new media guy, even though it feels like he, him and Draymond had that role like early on in their career. When he has a take, like he doesn't, when he truly believes something, like he he's went in on his chips on Stafford, I think years ago. He thinks he's a very overrated player and throws a lot of picks. He thinks he's an extremely overrated player. And, and the one thing that keeps me coming back that Richard has some validity on this take, if you consistently throw interceptions nonstop, like that's a huge negative as a quarterback. Right? He throws a lot of picks, guys. A lot. That's fair analysis, yeah. I mean, a ton of interceptions. But but you've watched Goff and Stafford for a long time. What do you think? But I think the argument is, if I had to go into the playoffs, who would I want my quarterback? Even Richard would have to pick Matt Stafford. If Richard wouldn't pick Matt Stafford, him and like Jared Goff's dad would be the lone people that would take Jared Goff. Dan Campbell would take Matt Stafford back, right? But if you're just acknowledging like, Matt Stafford ain't exactly lighting the world on fire. He can't run. A, like, his offensive line is not good. And the knock on Jared, well, he can't move. Well, Stafford kind of can, but not really. And then he throws the ball to the other team a lot. Now, he also makes throws that Jared just can't make, right? Yeah, yeah. And he, plays, and plays, and, you know, Jared's not playing in the same level of game necessarily since he went to Detroit that Stafford's playing in. Well, him. I think, like, a Kyle or... I guess Kyle would were D'Amico, right? The defensive coordinators would tell you who would you rather play? Of course they would rather play Jared Goff, right? I mean, Goff's eleven touchdowns, three picks this year. Uh eleven touchdowns, three picks this year. He's thrown a lot of touchdowns. He and is he, and uh, he's hit some two point conversions. He is by one yard. You want to know your leading passers by yardage this year? Justin Herbert, twelve fifty, Josh Allen, twelve twenty seven. Jared Goff, eleven twenty six, which is one more than Matt Ryan. So take that for whatever you think it's. Who has more touchdowns than than Goff at eleven? There can't be many. No, there's just a couple guys tied with him: Mahomes and Lamar Jackson. So your classic big three. (laughs) (laughs) Now you and I talked about this the other day. Like Jimmy will never like Jimmy couldn't do what Jared Goff does down thirty to ten. Jared has several touchdowns. I would guess if we did a study, half of them have been down multiple scores. So if you have three or four touchdowns down tw- down 18-plus points or 17-plus points, it isn't quite the same as in a one-score game. You know, it's it's hard to put all Jared's numbers into context. Like I watch Mahomes. I feel all of his touchdowns are, like, in the context of the game and, like, throwing fucking nails in the coffin where Jared's are like, it's 40 to 20. And then all of a sudden you look up and it's 40 to 35. You're like, well, he threw a couple touchdowns. So it's, there is some context needed with Jared's numbers that when I watch Josh Allen and I watch Mahomes and I watch Lamar, it's hard for me to say they're all paralleling each other touchdown wise. Right? Yes. 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 Luckily, Jimmy's is Jimmy going to throw, what would you put his over-under on touchdowns if he stays healthy all season long? At? Uh, well, I mean, what does he have right now? He threw one in this game. He threw one in Seattle. He's, he's on a pace about uh, 0.8 a game. Yeah, I mean, it doesn't – like at this rate, it doesn't feel like – it's going to have to be higher, right? Yeah, he's got two. And the pace he's on, I'm saying. Like one a game in the end can't possibly be enough. Can it? Is this defense, I mean, even if it's the best defense in the NFL, is one touchdown 
or less than that a game enough? Yeah, I mean, did, in, in, fairness, in fairness to Jimmy, as you text me, do they not teach toe dragging at tight end university? Yeah, that that was now as you text me, we're just reading it's like this is like uh Ayuk was open in the front of the end zone. The throw to Kittle that Kittle didn't get his toe down was an amazing throw. I mean, there was not a window and he put the ball, but it was just made it harder than it needed to be. Although I think he was just, I think he started his first read was Debo left, and then he came to Kittle middle and just didn't ever get to Ayuk, I guess. I don't know. I'm no JT O'Sullivan, but um, yeah, I mean, he's he's got three touchdowns in three games. He's got, well, three, you, so yeah, one a game. Did you notice that, like, as before Kittle had his first catch, which was another one of Jimmy's best passes of the game, and Troy's like, watch this. He lets it rip before Kittle's out of his break. Yeah. But early on, there was like a buzz where they were like, are they ever going to target Kittle? And I could see, I could sense on the internet too, like, where's George? And then you realize these two fucking guys, even though George kind of pivoted on him for Trey, which is fair. I mean, he made the right long-term move, and then he's pivoted back. They have a pretty good connection. Like, those two guys connect pretty well. It feels like Debo and him make plays together because Debo jumps up and makes the catch. But Kittle, for whatever reason, he often hits in stride. Why, why don't they throw it to 85 a little more? And then again, I got I'm no they, they were know, ro- they were rotating one guard spot and replacing the other. If we're I just, would imagine if we did a little tape study early on in the game, George is helping a lot of people out at the line of scrimmage, <laughs> would be my guess. So it's Which like opened it up in the second half for him, John, you know. Well, part of like Kelsey's deal, and you know, it's it's hard to compare the two. I don't think it's comparable as uh as we just have to come to an agreement. Kelsey gets to just line up like Juwan Jennings and just be the slot wide receiver. But he's like, I'm a tight end, which kind of kind of gets screwed because I end up making less money than if I was just a wide receiver, which I basically am. I'd make 25 million, but you only get to pay me 16. Kind of gets screwed. George does have to block a lot. Yeah. If they did, you notice George, on a couple of those runs, like he'd be like pulling like a guard up the up the hole. Be like, geez, there's 85 leading, like running, to, and then Wilson would hit it. And told you, Wilson's got some quicks. I didn't say that actually, but yeah, I'm coming around. Yeah, I mean, well, I mean, he's he's hit a couple home run plays. Now, um, he looks but, better on uh, non rainy grass. Looks better on non rainy grass. Looks better when he's uh, there's a hole for him to hit, and he just hits it right when he's got to try and dance a little bit, which is. Not typically what the Niners are looking for in their running backs, but I mean, as you saw today, like what we thought was a position of depth at running back is not. I mean, the only running back that carried the ball was Jeff Wilson Jr. Usechek got one, Debo got two for two yards. By the way, again, that part of the game didn't work. Whatever, and Garoppolo had the one scramble for a first down. So, but yeah, I mean, when given the chance, five yards down the field, Kelsey goes over a guy. We saw it on Sunday night. Kelsey leaps over a guy. And Kittle takes them on. It's just that they are probably physically from an a little different athletically too, right? Kelsey's a little springier. George is a little more brute force. And that's just what it is. So what? He's not Kelsey. The one thing you know with George, I'd say Kelsey is a little more like quarterback heel where he'll just go down. Like he's not trying to like, he's not trying to get into a heavyweight knockout show. He's like, I'm getting up and I'm going to play another down and then I'm going to catch another 10-yard pass. And Kittle tackled at the legs drags the guy for like an extra two as he's lowering his shoulder against it's like george this this isn't the, you know 300 this isn't the shooting of 300 let's just they need you you're one of the best players on the field you don't need to try to injure every player 
him and Debo just have this quality. You know, Debo, when he gets a little grasp, kind of realizes, like, I can get to the end zone. But if it's not there, there was the play. Was it a quick screen or was it had to be a quick screen where he got close to the end zone and he just lowers his shoulder? I, I think Debo and Kittle, like Darren Waller, no tight ends play like this. I mean, those two guys play like it's fucking high school football and I'm just going to destroy you because I'm going to power five and you're going hopefully to some academic school because that's your only chance to be successful in life. I'm going to the pros. And that's how they treat the NFL. And J- Jalen does too, right? IU I- kind of gets into it. Like that game, Aaron Donald treats it like that. It kind of gets like it does get chippy, which which is this- what you have to do to win championships, but you got to get there healthy to, to yeah. be able to finish. But ultimately, if the Rams flame out this year, their core guys will always say, I'm a champion, right? Like no, you yeah. guys are still trying to get over that hump. And you guys are, I think we've all can acknowledge like they're championship level talents, competitors, uh, yeah, and they uh, can uh, hang with the champions. Yeah, championship level effort. Butcherbox.com slash ham and another special deal. Free for a year, you get salmon, chicken breast, or steak tips in every order for a year, plus an additional 20 bucks off right now at butcherbox.com slash ham. Been telling you about it for years. Been eating it for years on a regular basis. Easily find high-quality meat and seafood you can trust 100% grass-fed beef, free-range organic chicken, pork-raised, crate-free, and wild-caught seafood. Always be prepared with meat in the freezer when you get butcherbox.com ham delivered right to your doorstep with free shipping. ButcherBox is offering you free for a year plus an additional 20 bucks off either salmon, chicken breast or steak tips in every order for free. Sign up today at butcherbox.com/ham and use the code ham to choose your free offer for a year plus get $20 off your first order. What's up everybody? It's your old friend John Middlecoff. I'm here to tell you about our friends at Game Time. Here's what I need you to do. Go to your smartphone, download a little app called Game Time. Baseball season's in full swing. Oracle Park, been there a million times, never doesn't live up to the hype. Go get yourself some garlic fries, a brewski, maybe uh, some ice cream. They have very good Ghirardelli ice cream there. And when you do that, promo code HAM. So download the Game Time app, your first pair of tickets, promo code HAM, H-A-M, save $20. The A's, only going to be in the Bay Area for the rest of this season. You probably can basically go for free. Just buy a pair of tickets to any baseball game. They also have comedy shows if you want to check one of those out, or concerts. Game time app, promo code HAM. Save yourself $20. We don't even need a thank you. Just hammer that promo code. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. 
Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line. Or parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Bet MGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. The problem is when they shoot to like Troy's like or Joe's, let's go look at all the 49ers in the box that are injured. It's like that guy's a $25 million player. There's Trey Lance with a shattered ankle. Kinlaw is not even hasn't even made it up there yet. You know, it's like Jimmy Ward is probably getting his fucking soda in the other room. I mean, it's yeah. like it's half their starter. There's Elijah Mitchell, their starting running back. Yeah. If there's they a fire a drill and the elevators don't work, you know, the quarterback can't get down from up there. He's got to take the elevator, right? He'd be stuck. Well, so you'd say Trent could carry him, but you wouldn't want to put the pressure on the ankle, right? Uh, yeah, I mean Trent. It could have used Trent on the goal line probably at the end of the third quarter. Would have liked Trent Trent Williams then. Jimmy Garoppolo in the game, John, sixteen of twenty-seven, two thirty-nine, a touchdown, and uh, no picks. I thought at one point at the half he was right around fifty percent. He was nine of seventeen for one thirty-eight. So we had about one hundred and one yards passing in the second half, and. Um, Troy Aikman, at one point, they put Jimmy's numbers up on the screen, and he said, I think he's been a little better than his numbers. And I I would tend to agree. I would tend to agree. Again, we're, we're moving with a, you know, the Jimmy scale here. But I see your face, and I know what you're going to say, right? The the missed throw to, to uh, was it Warner or Dwelly? Warner, early in the game. Was Warner supposed to look over his left shoulder or right shoulder? It's right. hard to you, give you Jimmy the benefit may, of the doubt on yeah, that. Yeah, maybe. Like when you see the from behind, from the end zone view, you can see that the defender is shaded to the inside. But it's not Steve Largent here going to turn. That's an old NFL Films reference. Um, the miss to use check, right? To me, the use check play, we're not in the meetings. But it's pretty clear. If they're going to send use check on a go route, either they practice in the in the – you know, during the week and said, Hey, look for 44. It's going to be, that's the trick here. You know, our fullback running a go route and Kyle going like this and Jimmy not seeing him. The 49ers over the last couple of years have to lead the league in wide fucking open pro bowlers. Not just like, you know, it's like their third wide receiver who was looking that way. I'm talking Ayuk, Debo, Juszczyk, Kittle on scheme plays throwing up their arms at the quarterback and the quarterback just looking at like a check down over here to the right and sometimes missing that check down and the guy going like this i mean guy this is like flag football throw it's like the dude lost at sea waving his arms at planes that's that's, that, that's what kyle did did you see that his oh, arms I, were like this yeah now, luckily, he had some sweet plays, right? He had a sweet run. He had the sweet play down. But Use check, yeah. I, you can't convince me that when that play is called, if they have repped that during the week, the, the play is like, hey, look at Kyle. Look what, there, yeah. What would be the point of sending him on a on a go route for his health? 
I don't get it. It's not a decoy. I mean, they, they just, the Niners don't hit those plays. That's why offense feels so hard for them sometimes is the five or six plays that they have to be schemed during the week work, work. I mean, Cooper Cup is making fucking plays like he's Jerry Rice out there in traffic, one-handed, off the ground. They're having to like, now they're hitting them, but it felt like God, him and Stafford having to work for these yards. Yeah. Meanwhile, Kyle's like, Debo here, Kittle here. It's like Jimmy's looking over here. I, I, I don't, don't think that's a good point. Just as an aside, I don't think the Rams had that tonight, did they? Somebody just running wide ass open. Didn't no, feel it, like it, Cooper did. Cup's making the most miraculous plays. Well, they, is, they feel like he's awesome. They would be a buddy of mine texted me during the game. He's like, they would be SOL without Cooper Cup. And I was like, yeah, you know what? I think you're right. He had 14 for 122, 19 targets. I mean, Antonio Brownish. 19 targets. Well, to me, what they'd be scary is like the Niners, Debo and Ayuk. If can you just imagine if they just had Ayuk on that team with them? Yeah. Just to balance it out. Like they, they have no Allen Robinson's not that guy. But Cooper Cup, does it really matter? I mean, he had 14 catches well, Hig- for 122. He's on no, yeah. I mean, Higby did have 10 catches. It felt like every time there was it was just Higby for like a quick seven yards. God, the two of those guys had 24 catches and like 200 yards. Yeah. Uh, I kind of like the Skranic, the little white guy from Notre Dame. Just uh, how many times? Do you, well, part of it is like you think you're supposed you're covering cup, and then it yeah. turns out surprise, <laughs> got <Jimmy> you, Skranic. <laughs> uh, uh, only stat that matters for Jimmy is zero interceptions. Did he get close? Yes. Which play? The um. Uh. Well, I mean the Debo yeah. touchdown, but that's not really wouldn't count that. I thought there was almost a pick six. No, you know what it was? I thought if he had thrown the ball to Ayuk on the goal line where Ayuk was open, initially I thought maybe Ramsey would have jumped that, but Ramsey wasn't in position. Um, There was no real, like, batted ball, almost a pick. Ramsey got His, his bad throws were just complete air mails. The, the one, Jawan Jennings, who looked pretty wide-ass open. Yeah. Uh, you know, he's a weird player because tonight he felt much more comfortable than last week, but he still is like a, a pitcher that can just have a sweet strikeout, but can also have a pitch on, you know, three and two that airmails the catcher. And I mean, the catcher leaps and the ball goes well over and hits the back net. It's like, how? Because everything looks good, looks normal in his drop, and the ball leaves his hand. And then you your eyes kind of go and you're like, damn, the guy's open. Oh, and then you just, and then you just pray there's not, you know, a safety, but, you know, Eric Weddle or Taylor Rapp is not 15 yards behind him, which sometimes there is, and it hits yeah. him right in the stomach. Yeah. And sometimes it just hits green grass. Yeah. He he airmails a lot of people, though, guy. Yes, he does. Like really high. Yes, he does. Except Kill, who he kind of hits in stride. Well, I mean, flashback to the Seahawks game last year. I mean, that Debo catch, I'm just watching. I have the ESPN.com box score up. You know, and Ramsey's kind of all over the place. If that's Ramsey, he's a couple inches. That that could be a pick. Because, you know, the pit, the play that Ramsey batted down, he's just so long. Yeah. We picked him last year, remember? In the were only his guy to catch it, John. I, Ramsey I, missed the tackle I, on that play. I just think Jimmy at this point is kind of what he is. He's just a complete roller coaster ride, and you just get in the roller coaster, and you. the Niners really, really benefit. Here's what's pretty clear about Jimmy Garoppolo. He could, if he was on a, let's say you put him on like the Bears, like, you know, two nobodies and Mooney. <laughs> 
it it would it could look pretty ugly. Like he he does play with some pretty fucking sweet players. He does. He, even Aikman's like, God, why it works. watching Ayuk. I love this guy. That's why it works. Yeah, that's why it works. But I I do think that the no picks was critical because you did. I I I started to wonder if Stafford would throw one. I think when the game started, I thought. I definitely thought the Niners had a turnover in them on defense because they kept going after the full. I thought they were going to actually rip the ball out once or twice. Um, it turned out to be a Stafford pick. But, you know, look, I I don't know. We'd have to do a little research here. How many times has Matthew Stafford thrown 48 passes and not thrown an interception? If you told me, if you told me coming into the game, Stafford was going to throw 50 times, basically, would he throw a pick, yes or no? Wouldn't you bet yes? The problem is, if you say fifty passes, you'd probably say two or three touchdowns. A hundred percent. Which is, uh, we'll talk about the defense. They deserve their own separate podcast, really. But, well, do you feel like Matt Stafford? I mean, the numbers obviously threw it a lot more, but similar yards. Even though Jimmy's, I mean, a lot of those are the the Debo fifty-seven yard play. Do you feel like Jimmy was better than Matt Stafford? Because I feel like you um, watch it, you go, Matt Stafford's a better player, but the one play is a crippling play. Jimmy didn't make it, so you might got to give Jimmy the nod, right? I'd say that Staff, I'd say that the Rams went into the red zone a lot and didn't score, and part of that was Stafford did miss. Now, the Niners' defense was phenomenal, but Stafford did miss some critical throws for them, right? And he almost threw the interception to Lenore in the end zone. Um, as somebody said, he should have had four picks. I thought Stafford did not look great. Now, I do think the Niners' defense deserves a ton of credit for that, I mean, the D-line is kicking his offensive line's ass. In the corner. I mean, the whole thing is just ass. I mean, they were in Matt Stafford's ass. Four sacks in the first half, and it felt like it could have been eight. I they were all 11 hurries tonight or something like that. How about the one where Nick gets him? He just released the ball, and Nick shoves yeah. him to the ground. And you could yeah. tell that hurt. Like, yeah. he kind of he like kind of shook it off. He, got, he gets peppered, especially by this team, where Jimmy – the one play where, you know, zero sacks for Garoppolo. Uh, 99 went untouched. Jimmy flew, but he did get rid of the ball. Uh, that was quick. I was like, oh, shit. Other than that, it felt like Jimmy. Jimmy did have the one where he scrambled. I don't know if it was actually that close to being a pick in real time. It looked closer than it actually was in slow motion. You know, where he kind of scrambles out, throws it, I think, to Warner, and the DB kind of comes late, but the ball was low. Like, no one could have caught it. Yeah, J- Jimmy. When you scramble, I would say throw away, run away. No throwing down the field. That's that is not Jimmy's game to ad lib on. The I move. will say on that one, he didn't. He wasn't throwing it over anybody. He wasn't throwing it by anybody. He, Still you know, risky. Just, <laughs> uh, you know, there's a lot of stuff to talk about, but let's. It's hard to talk about this game any further without talking about the Niners' defense. Mike says that PFF credited Bosa with 14 pressures in the game. Um, Ben Ross tweeted this fewest points allowed Niners 46 bills, 58 Cowboys, 62, by the way, lions, 141 seems like a lot more, uh, Josh Dubow noted Raider reporter wrote Niners. Nick Bosa joins Rashawn Gary and Matt Judon as the only players with at least one sack in all four games this year. He's the first 49ers player ever with at least one sack in each of the first four games of the season and as we know a one sack per game pace is way better than a one touchdown per game pace and it does feel like for every one nick gets he's close to having three you know we gotta keep an eye on Hmm. bosa sacks jimmy garoppolo touchdown passes what numbers higher i mean i to me bosa could get to 20 i have a hard time seeing jimmy get to 20 bosa is 
how does he – it really, when you watch him play, you go, how does he only walk away with one sack? Did you notice – do you remember, like, the peak of Khalil's power? I think it was the year he got defensive player of the year and all pro at multiple positions. People forget. I mean, I don't know how many people are watching the Raiders. Actually, they were a pretty good team that year. He'd come off the field. He would just take some series off. Part of it, he was just exhausted. I don't have a snap count in front of me, but I swear to God, I kept looking up, especially once Armstead got hurt, Kinlaw didn't play. It's like, you know, they're going to have to give. It didn't feel like the guy got tired. Every time I looked, 97 was still, they were rotating the other three guys. 97 was just a machine. I, I don't think he fatigues. I mean, guy, his, we, we all know how great a shape he's in, but with the pass rushers, I don't care. And listen, Khalil Mack was an elite shape too. Like you, it's normal to like take a series or just like a couple plays off. Every time I looked up, 97 was one of the four guys up front. Every single time. It felt like he never came out of the game. I'm sure he did, but that had to be one of his higher snap counts of his career. Because every time I looked up, 97 was on one of the edges. And they and threw winning. the ball a ton, so it was pass rush nonstop, right? You throw the ball 48 times, you're fucking, you're running. They're just throwing the ball a ton. But it was nuts. I mean, it was, it, it, it felt like they would just open up like a, a manhole and two more defensive linemen would just appear and they would just rush the passer. At one point, I'm like, is Drake Jackson here today? Everyone else is making plays. And then Drake Jackson made a play. That, that was a sweet play. It wasn't a criticism of him. I just mean that so many guys were making plays over the course of the game that it was like there's not enough plays for everybody to make. Ebicam is flying around. You and I, the first time we laid eyes on uh, Omenahu in person, we were like, this. if you told me that was the Niners' first round top 10 pick, you'd believe him. He looked fantastic. Uh, Armstead, Ridge, Ridgeway made a play. Ridgeway made a play. Uh, Givens was making plays. I mean, they just relentless. They, they were relentless. They really relentless. Were. <clears throat> it is, you know, and then I, I'm not the biggest fan when you have such a great four man pass rush, especially with, you know, a, a very talented quarterback and talented, you know, it might just be Cup and Higby, but still, like those guys have beat the Niners before. I, w- I don't think I'd ever blitz. And part of what makes Fred so special is like, he made a sweet PBU today. Like he just, I like him back. Now I know he did. I don't know if he got credit for the sack, but he was in, obviously he can land the quarterback or add pressure, but I think I would just trust my unit. And I would just be like, I don't think my corners are playing well. Yeah. I got, I got the Polynesian Ronnie lot dominating. I, I would let Greenlaw and Fred just roam around, intimidate, and fly around, tip the ball. I, I don't think I would blitz that often. I Because a couple times they did. McVay had one really good drive early in the game. It wasn't the first series. It was when they got their second field goal. And it felt like every time that they would send pressure, he kind of knew it and definitely played off the D-line. But even remember the one play, like Mosley had to chase down the guy. It was a great playback. And then the next play was like a sweep. It was an unreal back-to-back play calls by McVay. Perfect play calls. Yeah. Now, they ended up stopping him. And the most important part, yards are the most overrated thing in defense. The only thing that matters is points. You hold the field goals, not touchdowns. Those are huge wins. But, like, and, and he's clearly one of the better play callers. So, unless, now, you do play Andy Reid this year and you play McVay again. Most play callers don't have that in the bag. But I would just let my four-man front chase him and let everyone else just fly around. The other thing is, but how do you run- out there? Lenore got but, there with a sack. Yeah, but it was, you know, Stafford kind of held, held. My thing is, you can't run a screen if I don't blitz my linebackers because those two guys are so fast. 
it, or it's just very difficult. Like they're going to make a lot of plays in the open field. And once Jimmy Ward comes back, I, I just wouldn't blitz very often. Now I know that's not. You got to have some curveballs. But D'Amico likes doing it. Clearly, right? Didn't you feel a couple times tonight like the blitz almost killed him? Like, yeah, almost killed him. Um, you know, they they blitzed. From I guess what I'm saying is when they just play straight up, I felt like I'm I'm your I'm not just your equal. I'm better than you. Like if we just play straight up, you can't beat me. There when I when I do a trick so, when I try to throw a curveball, you might hit it. Yeah, you might. I think there's probably something to be said for just creating more stress for the quarterback from time to time, right? Creating more stress with an offensive line that's having trouble. Just creating stress by throwing bodies. There's probably something to be said about even if you don't get there, just making life, you know, just trying to confuse. Because I think one thing when McVay did his halftime coming out, he said, well, one thing our guys, we, we were not. He's like, give them credit, missed, but missed assignment. So it was like both. But I, I did, you know, they had to change their center. I wonder if the Niners just felt like we can confuse them. They don't know what's going to hit them. And I think D'Amico probably, like a like an offensive play caller, has so much shit that he thinks can work. <laughs> it might be hard to just only send four guys, right? Because you're like, look at all this stuff I can do. Like, all these guys are flying around having fun. Let's have a little fun out here, man. Uh, and, you know, so he did it. Now, you're right. I mean, I Thanks, do. Thanks, Lisa. <laughs> McVay had the glow of like, yeah, I just signed $15 million a year. I'm a Super Bowl champ. Just got married to a dime. Like, you know, if we win or lose, like, my life's still sweet. Yeah. I, no, he, he was picked. He got some I, things to work through. Yeah, he's they, they got it. But that's, I think the difference, obviously, they have they have a quarterback that's proven they can win Super Bowl with who is a roller coaster ride. They feel much more top heavy than the 49ers. I mean, think how many guys the Niners are missing, and they still feel equal talent. Like so, the Niners, fully healthy, are way more talented than the Rams. Let's talk about the Niners from a defensive standpoint. With that point, though, because I do think, and you watched every game on Sunday. You know, we try to figure out is this the because I think the conversation is starting. Is this the best defense in the NFL? And you know, from the points. Uh, per game margins and and some of the the numbers. Who were the other? Who were the other two teams? The Bills. Uh, yeah, Buffalo. And then somebody actually in the chat said, "Well, actually, the Niners have given up less than forty six because one of them was a special team score, so it's actually thirty nine. Uh, Dallas was the other team, but I Jimmy do think pointer. What's that? The Jimmy uh, safety. The Jimmy safety. Out. Yeah, good point. I do think when you just watch them play, it's really you don't really see any weaknesses and i think that's pretty rare right you see everybody on the field is capable of making multiple plays over the case course of a game gibson hufunga lenore i mean guys that were kind of questions coming into this year are making plays so i i do think they have a chance just when you watch them and you compare them to every defense that you watch there's no there's no perfect defense i don't I don't think it's a stretch at all to say that this could end up being the best defense in the NFL because they have one of the best players in the NFL. Let's start with that, right? Yeah, I think the only thing you would question is with Armstead and Kinlaw out, just beef up front will just be thin. You know, as the year goes out, we'll see, you know, is Armstead seriously hurt? Did he hurt himself more or he just couldn't play through? You know, at this point, is Kinlaw... Like I'm, I went being bullish on Kinlaw. Now it's like if you tell me he's in and out, the rest, of, you know, it's yeah. just who, who knows. Yeah, but I think right. Armstead. I mean, Armstead. I'll just say this on him real quick. He's dealing with plantar fasciitis, and they held him out, and they held him out, and they brought him back, and he had to leave the game. 
I mean, there's only one way for that to get better and that's rest. Right. So, yeah. and I think it takes a lot of rest. So, so that, I mean, that is, I mean, those are two bodies that are not replicable, right? I mean, they, you couldn't fucking make those if you were creating a team on Madden. I mean, they're, they're two of the better looking guys in the league size wise. I mean, they are massive. You and I have been lucky enough to just go to these practices, stand next to them. They're as good looking of defensive linemen as you get. So you remove those two people. They're high end, fully healthy is to me pretty elite. Al Shire had his major injury, so their depth, Flanagan's solid. But, I mean, they are – when you have those three guys – now, I know Greenlaw and Fred, but my point is, like, they're high end when they're fully healthy. I think they're the most talented defense in the league. Missing a couple guys, to me, the way they play, because the edge rush is so awesome. Those two linebackers make all the plays. I think a huge, huge upgrade. Like, looking last year, like, they were a pretty damn good defense. They just couldn't cover anyone. Well, now you got one guy who's – Looks like a cover corner. Just Charverius Ward, cover corner. Mosley is above average. You know he's he's never going to be the athlete and stuff that Ward is. Do you think he's, he's good? Is he a good good corner? Good, yes. And how many very, good, very, how many teams have two good corners? I mean, or good way plus. less than I half. I think he's probably good plus. And listen, I I questioned just because we hadn't seen like what this guy was going to look like as a full time starting safety. He's fucking sweet. Like, Hufunga's good. Like, I'm not trying to overreact to a pick six because he's been kicking ass all season. Like, he's got to be in, like, the Pro Bowl mix through a month, right? Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate megastores led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today, or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. 
Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Well, I saw Ralph Russo, who covers college football, tweeted, like, this is a classic overthink. The guy looks in the NFL the same way he looked in college. He just didn't test well. But this is how he looked at USC. I think the overthink, though, was guy is he kind of played a hybrid at USC. The Niners are kind of doing that, though, with him. I think people question, like, what's his position? That he was too slow to play safety and not big enough to play linebacker. The 49ers believed that he could play safety. Like, they just believed he could play safety. Because you would say, well, did, do the Niners get that much credit? They were passing on his ass, too. You know? Because yeah. if we could do a redraft, is Hufunga going in the top 60 picks? But I think, no. But I I mean... No, I think he might. Well, maybe he would. But I do think when you get drafted in the top 60 picks, like you're getting drafted for what you are in a bubble. Or let's just do the second day. So the third round, too, right? He would get drafted. But I'm saying, like, is he, like, if a bad team drafted him, a bad defense drafted him, would it be the same? It would not be the same, right? No. He doesn't have to cover people one on one, which which is kind of the point. Like, when you draft a a guy in the top 60, it's like anywhere you, no matter what team you put him on, he's a game changer. Maybe he would be. I don't know. Maybe he will. I keep doubting the guy. Not that we're doubting him. We're fans of him. He gets know. he he gets the 49ers deserve credit. They use utilize his skill set. Do you, you notice when you look up where 29 is? He's up there a lot with Fred and Greenlaw. He yeah. ain't like way back there like he's Ed Reed. You know, that they have the two corners, they play one safety back, and he kind of gets to play the Cam Chancellor-ish role, right? What they used to do with Dante Whitner, just play to the guy's strengths. He's a great tackler. He's, he's a great run defender. Smart. And just let his instincts happen. He's, yeah, his instincts. He's smart. Like, he he had that pick. He had Matthew Stafford picked before he picked off the ball. I, I think the Russo guys tweet, though, if you did watch USC, which even in their down moments, a lot of people pay attention to him, he fucking made plays all over the place. Yeah. Like, Drake, it was clear, like, if you're, like, a football nerd, you're like, he's got the bend. He's got the burst. But you just you could be my mom and be like, did 15 just have 17 tackles that game? Like he just made all their plays. He just made all their tackles. Plus, you you notice him because of his hair. Your mom would notice him. Yeah, great hair. Has he got a hair commercial deal around the corner, you think? You know? Well, you like, will he end up in the Palomalu commercial? Wouldn't that because be sweet? You, you can't watch a commercial without seeing Mahomes or Herbert at this point. Did you ever see Andy's commercial live? I did. It's on the very- I, uh, it's very good. It's where he's drawing the mustache. That's yeah. good. And I saw the Paul Amalo one, which is very good. Gage uh, gave us $2.79 Canadian to ask for our thoughts on the Eagles defense. And that's defense with a C. Thank you, Gage. Can Pretty we uh, I mean, do some math to know the, uh, the importance yeah, I did, of this? I, tr- I, I did actually did the math already. It's $2.05. So there you go. Uh, Eagles defense. I mean, that's a top five defense, right? Well, I think I, I was watching some of their game against the Jags. They have two corners, Slay, and they signed Bradbury, the dude that was yeah. on the Giants and the Panthers. Damn. He had a pick. Uh, they also traded for the dude on the Saints. Like they got good DBs. Their D line, their D line is just healthy. So I would say Bosa is the best player of the two groups. They definitely have a little more name recognition. You know, Reddick, Fletcher Cox, Cox is still Graham, there. They sweat. they signed uh, Hassan Reddick. Who's like a pass rusher? Who's kicking ass? They got uh, this with dude, uh, Nicobe Dean. I just think that he didn't win the starting job. But he's he played in on one game. Then he's banged up. Maybe he's a healthy scratch. I don't know. Jordan Davis. I mean, the Niners just you just want that body. To me, he just when you have Jordan Davis, when you have Kinlaw, 
it just takes a little pressure off everyone because they take up some space. And that's where if Kinlaw, I feel very, very good about this defense. If Kinlaw's just around, just the body, giving me 25 snaps, just on early downs. Yeah, I mean, it feels like it might just be kind of a, maybe a not quite the D Ford situation, but it's going to be a weekly management of his knee. And you just, I, I, I think you have to start thinking. The, the good thing for them is they've developed so many other defensive interior defensive linemen, but you have to start thinking about them not as a first round pick. I, I think they deserve a lot of credit. You know, if you think about their biggest free agent signings over the years, you know, use check was, <clears throat> they actually got shit early on. They were shitty. They're like, you're going to pay a fullback this much. He's going to be on the team probably until he retires. Trent was a pretty easy one because he kind of forced his way here and then they had no choice. They had to resign him and basically pay him whatever he wanted. The Ward was one of their first like kind of big money. I guess they, Alex Mack, not really. They didn't pay him that much. I, I think Ward's one of their biggest signings of the Kyle John era. And it's been basically a plug and play move, it feels like, right? <laughs> and plug and play, huge upgrade for what they needed. He's been everything. And I mean, he's been. He's been better than I would have expected. Like, because I, I give you a little leeway at corner. Like, you're allowed to trip and give up a touchdown here. It's hard. He's like making incredible PBUs. And just, it feels like if you watch, I like to, little pro tip. I don't know if you did this tonight with two screens. I like to put TV two like five seconds behind. And you can just watch the play and then you can watch the play again after you know what happened. So it's hard because he disappears from the screen. But there'd just be times you're like, where's Ward? And he would not, after the snap, you wouldn't see him again because the ball didn't go near him. I don't know how many times he got targeted tonight, but it didn't feel like much. Mm. Well, th- doesn't that, if you think about the 19 team with Richard, you know, Richard was an all-pro. They didn't throw his side very often. So you could really kind of cheat on the other side. Yeah. You know, the safety can cheat. When you feel you can lock down a side with a corner, you basically can overload the other side. Th- to me, that's a huge help. That's where you can cheat on your defense. So as Ward, it doesn't feel one thing about this defense. And Richard, remember, used to argue this. <laughs> they don't change sides. Like Jalen's all over the place. Sometimes Jalen's in the slot. Sometimes on the left. Sometimes on the right. Sometimes he's blitzing. You're like, you never. You just kind of look like, where's the big corner? The 49ers corners. You just mostly stays to you know if you're looking at them. The offense to the left. Ward's on the right. <laughs> They're just that's just where they are. And Richard's like, that's the way you play defense. <laughs> he was adamant about that. But in fairness to him, it's what works. And it's what's working now. It is what worked. It's and Jalen's like, yeah, if I can just do whatever I want. See Raheem Morris? He, he looked cut. You see his muscles bulging. I didn't notice. He looked him – him and Sean, I mean, do they eat like cheeseburgers or anything? What, what, are they, what are they feeding them down in L.A.? Maybe they get sleep. At least Kyle just looked like a skinny guy. Those guys look like they put on muscle during the season. Uh, Cameron, 20 bucks. Happy birthday, fellas. Never seen so much talent head ba- held back by a mediocre quarterback. Imagine if this Niner team had a competent quarterback. They'd be the class of the league. Sigh, sips Tito's. You know, I with this defense, I don't want to overreact to one game. With, with this defense, they still have a chance to be very good. I mean, th- this the defense makes them a championship contender. It just one, one thing I thought during the game is why couldn't Jimmy in a month just be better than he is now? Just gets more comfortable. He felt better this week than he did last week. And also, he's playing at home. I mean, you're going to be better at home. But I, I do wonder if it'll just look better. I, I'm not trying to even be like glass half full or anything. You just There's a human element to this. 
right? He was injured. He was not practicing. I, like last week was atrocious, but it was pretty unique circumstances the way the whole thing has played out. I mean, they keep playing the, it's been a hell of a ride, guys. See ya. <laughs> that was nine months ago. It is Travis Matthews. Every broadcast shows. Adios, it. guys. Pete, huge smile. Like, love y'all. Me and my, me and my brothers, Kenny Your and brothers Billy. got the place packed up. <laughs> if you guys see me on the road, give me a wave. Love everybody here. It's been a hell of a ride. I'll be back with I'll be back with the the Seahawks in three weeks. You can't make this shit up. I know. Uh, so anyway, D'Amico, D'Amico and his guys. Hat tip to you guys, Debo Samuel, John. Greatest touchdown of Debo's career. Uh, you uh, you know what I loved about this game from Debo was how dramatically he affected the game without having to run the ball. To me, that was the win from Debo Samuel. He impacted the game. Like the best version, I think, that you would ideally draw up where you don't have to run Debo eight times. He ran it twice, two two yards. Wasn't that great? Didn't matter. You watch him thinking if this guy has a long career, he'll go down as a, a great player because he's great. When you have a game like last week and it was just the ugliest game that you could draw up with the punts and the three and outs, you kind of you just lose. You know, the way football works is you kind of forget. Now, granted, we're nine, ten months away from the run he had, but Troy said it early on in this game, like he was an all pro last year. And it's like, yeah, he's an all pro. Like, let's see, you know, what's this is it's not I don't even blame him. I mean, it's quarterback situation. One guy shattered ankle, throwing the ball all over the place, his replacement throwing the ball all over the place. Debo's being nice, inviting him all over to his house, but it's like, can I get some help around here? Ayuk just gonna cruise like 50 catches and everyone's like god this guy's a star he can't even get the fucking ball it's it's not an easy place to just be a wide receiver but tonight was like hey guys remember me i am an all pro i'm one of the best players in the league and just all it takes with him is the one play and everyone's just like oh my god is he the best player in football he can just make a play that makes you immediately go is that one of the best plays i've ever seen like is this little league or is this the national football league is this the National Football League against the defending Super Bowl champs? Is that him making Jalen Ramsey, who did you see the – they put this up. Jalen Ramsey is the only defensive back, not corner, defensive back to make the Pro Bowl the last five years. I mean, Jalen wow. clearly is one of the better defensive backs of his generation. And he has him in space. It's one thing, like, Debo's hard guy. Jalen's one of the longest defensive backs, and he just completely whiffs. <laughs> Kind of. I guess he touched him and Debo kind of broke through it. I, I can't even imagine how difficult, like, okay, I got to break down. But Debo's kind of, he's running full speed, but he's not really. But he's kind of like looking at his angle. He's just, he is one of the best players with the football in his hands. Like running backs are football players in their hands, right? Or, I mean, they become great players like Barry Sanders, Derrick Henry, Walter Payton, Adrian Peterson. The ball goes in their hand immediately. A lot of wide receivers like Randy, could run by everybody, right? Or Calvin Johnson could just outbody everybody. Debo with the ball in his hands, I mean, he's got to be one of the greatest players of like the modern internet generation, right? A wide receiver with the football in his hands. It's remarkable. It's almost like Barry Sanders might be his comp stylistically. I'm not saying he's Barry, but like stylistically. Barry was faster, but Debo's never in a hurry. You he sees angles that do not appear to be there. 
right? Debo's probably more violent. Yeah, I mean, I, I, Barry's more elusive. Barry's not really the comp, probably, but if I had, to, you just kind of made me think, like just just in the sense that Debo finds angles that I didn't, that you don't think are there. Like, well, there's no wide that receiver that's his comp, right? Yeah, there's no wide receiver. I I think to your point on the like, I'm I'm an all pro performance from him is I'm an all pro, and it's not because I'm a Swiss Army knife that I'm an all pro. I'm an all pro because as a receiver, there isn't anybody else in the league that can do what I do. And I can also do running back stuff. And the stuff I do as a receiver translates to the running back wide back stuff. But I'm an all pro. Like I thought it was cool that he had an all pro level game, as you said, without, without it being about being a running back, even though in the end, like what he does on a screen and what he does when he takes a pitch, it's the same thing. My favorite part about the professional level, like in college, if you don't work out hard enough and you piss the coaches off at the high, you know, at Ohio state, Alabama, like they can just kind of throw you to the side. There's just, there's your equal. A lot of the times, like Will Anderson would be somewhat of an outlier, but if Marvin Harrison's kid was like lazy and Ryan day hated him, they would have another guy that could, or they would find another guy within a year or two that would be every bit his equal in the pros. Like there are not equals. And I think Tennessee is a good example of that. You cannot replace that crew of guys. They're unreplaceable. You, I think we talked about it last week, didn't we? AJ, DK, and, and Debo. Like, those guys are dominant players. And there is no guarantee in the draft that the guy could be half as good as them, let alone ever sniff being as good as those guys. And they all do it differently. But Debo, you know, has been fat before. Uh, you go to practice, he's not Jerry Rice at practice. Before or just as the same guy physically? But remember, he came into camp a couple years ago oh, out, of, years out, of, ago, yeah. out of shape. I guess yeah. he's always probably been bigger, but like out of shape. Yeah. Practice, if you didn't know, you, would, you wouldn't ever give him the practice as hardest guy of the year award, you know? No, not winning a scout team player award. And, and I just think, and it just, in the pros, it doesn't fucking matter because he's got that in the bag. Like that's, it's a little... It's different, but, you know, Allen Iverson, Debo practices, but Allen didn't show up. But, you know, and I'm not saying he doesn't take football seriously once the season starts, but I think coaches get hard-ons for, like, giving it all in OTAs and working hard August 7th. And, like, IU, clearly pretty focused practice player this year. Debo just feeling his way in. <laughs> I don't care. Like, I, 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 that's why you pay the big bucks for that. Like, there are – one, he's the only guy in the league that can really do that. But, like, there's a handful of guys – like, I, I would imagine Cooper Cup's like, the hardest practicer. I think he is. I've heard McVay talk about him. Like, and he's awesome. Like, he's uh, – I mean, honestly, is he, he feels like he's headed to the Hall of Fame probably one day if he stays just on this production trajectory. This production is going to be ridiculous, <laughs> yeah. And he, But he's an excellent player. And he's – listen, I like him. But, like, I don't know. I think I'd rather go to War Debo. Yeah, I mean, you, you're – you're paying what when you pay premium dollar, you want somebody that can do something that most other people can't do. And both of them are, I mean, Cooper, produces yeah, Aaron Donald, Jalen's like that. Bosa's like that. Trent's like that. I mean, there are, that's what you pay for, but like the gap at the highest level, it's like ultimately in college, like I can just keep recruiting. And I'm going to keep finding stars. Like in the pros, like Kyle might, Kyle could have 10 more year nine or career. And like, that's, he's never going to have that again. Right. Just like Sean McVay, whenever that guy calls it quits, they're never finding another 99. Like that's all oh, right. Enjoy, and they've been it. Cooper Cups before, kind of. 
Yeah, I don't want to denigrate. It's not about. It's not even about. But I just to your point, like I've never watched Debo before. Like Kyle can't get another Debo, so why would he trade? Why would he have traded Debo? No. Would have been like in hindsight when we talk about alternate universes, they would look like a different football team right now. And it's also, you know, he's whatever twenty six years old. Like it is probably a two or three or sweet spot here. You know, he's not. I don't expect to see Larry well, Fitzgerald at 35, right? No, I, I know. And that's what we keep saying. But I did wonder today watching him, like, if he could have a long career, if Debo Samuel could have a long prime, then sounds crazy because they haven't won a championship and the Niners have all-time greats that have won titles, a lot of them, like Jerry and on and on and on. Um, But if he has a long career as, Debo, as this Debo Samuel, which I think we all just kind of go, well, you can't play long like this. Well, what if... If he can, then we're, you know, if they, if they're in the playoffs a lot, then we're talking about, again, I hate to even say this out, but we're talking about an all time great player in the franchise's history. If he just is this guy for, you know, six more years, he's having an all time great like season and a half, right? You keep doing stuff like this. Yeah. You just assume the physicality of it's going to be a challenge, but what if he overcomes it? What if he survives all that? It's just, I say this all the time. I don't think we do a good enough job talking about quarterbacks. And when we were getting into the Jimmy Trey arguments, and I mean, Jimmy doesn't have the greatest instincts ever, but he definitely feels like a guy who's been playing quarterback a lot, lot longer. Obviously, he has. He's older. And like Mitchell Trubisky is a good example, right? Mitchell just got benched for Pickett. And if you watch Mitchell play football, didn't throw an incompletion. You just see a guy, in fairness, his last pick was a Hail Mary at the end of the game. You watch Mitchell Trubisky watch a guy with just no instincts. He's just playing the quarterback position as they tell him to play, and then just like if the play breaks down, he kind of freaks. And I think instincts, at even at the highest level, instincts are something we don't talk about enough. Like you either have like obviously Hufunga is just an instinctive football player. Yeah. Aaron Donald, Cooper Cup, these guys are just instinctive football players. And Debo's instincts and just feel for being a football player. Like Kyle would tell you over beers, like, fuck, I can't teach half the shit he does. Like, we ain't coaching this up. We 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 try to get him the ball to then do what he does, right? We we try to just let him be him. Andy Reid would tell you, like, I'm not coaching Tyreek's Hill speed or McDaniel. I'm just drawing a play to try to utilize his speed and then let him take over. And I think they do a good job. I was adamant, stop running these screens. Well, Denver was triggering a lot harder, it feels like, than the Rams were because they worked tonight. Yeah. They hit them like three or four times, didn't they? Yeah. You said they got a face mask on Ayuk screen? Well, it didn't get called, but before Gold missed the field goal, they were at the 30, so it was a 47-yarder. All you needed was to not take a sack, and Robbie, you'd be in his field goal range, and they throw that screen to Ayuk that got like, you know, whatever, got five yards or something. And they just got lucky. I think Jennings – no, it wasn't Jennings. Somebody was out there kind of grabbed a face mask on a block that didn't get called, and it might have pushed them out of field goal range, which whatever, they missed a field goal. So, Like I watched uh, – I just typed into YouTube. You know YouTube, if you just want to watch like uh, – especially the quarterback, like just Justin Fields throws against the Giants. Yeah. You know, it's hard because he's getting chased a lot of times, but I, I think a lot of people – are going like we don't see the instincts of playing the quarterback. He's getting. Have you noticed his statistics are like historically terrible? Right I have now. noticed. We talk about him every week, but they weren't good again. I mean, it's just. I know we talked about him yesterday. Remember, it was like eight. I think what did he complete eight yesterday, or was that last week? Been, this week was yesterday might have been nine. Yeah, 
nine or 11. I think they combined for 20. Maybe he had 11 and Daniel Jones had nine. It was an ugly game for the two of them. He was 11 to 22. He can make some wow throws, but I think sometimes you just go, is this guy a, you know, a great athlete playing quarterback? Like you watch Lamar, you just go like, this guy was fucking born to kind of run the offense. Somebody said, what was that video you watched on field? An eight second video. I'm nervous. Yeah, well, I think he does throw. He does throw a beautiful deep ball. I'll give him that. The, the easiest guys to see instincts on are running backs, right? Probably because you just watch the ball and you just watch them, and it's just the best player when you play pickup football. It's just the guy that gets the ball. And Why did Elijah Mitchell win the job in like two games? Right? Because it was clear. obvious to all of us. You didn't need yeah. to be a scout or Kyle Shanahan to see it. D lineman too. I think you just kind of well, like a guy like Hufunga. Right, needs to play in games probably for it to show. Maybe, maybe it shows up in the meeting rooms. Coaches can kind of tell that he's smart. I don't know. Effort, you know. Yeah. Special teams, like this guy just wants it. But he's got to play in games for it to show. And he's had a pretty legendary guy early 49er career. He had the fucking recovery. field goal touchdown. Yeah. And then the Back. Rams pick six Josh on Norman Monday night cel- football. Josh Norman ran off the field, didn't celebrate with the team. <laughs> Too cold, needed a coat. <laughs> Always gone, long, gone and forgotten. Was like minus 10. Gone and forgotten, you agree? You're telling me he didn't celebrate with the guys in the end zone? You watch the tape, 11 guys on the field, 10 of them are in the end zone, and Josh Norman makes a U-turn and goes to the sideline. I mean, he did like a jump up and down, but then he was out of there. It was, it was cold. Maybe he wasn't on, maybe he's not on extra point team. He was just good at subbing. I still believe to my core, very lucky that that game was in the cold and not like a 70-degree day. 100%. It <laughs> would have been a bad matchup. Totally. Would have been bad. Would have been bad. Uh, Kyle Shanahan, speaking of instincts right now, his instincts are to score, get a lead, and then sit on the football until his defense can end the game and the clock hits zeros. You did not like Kyle Shanahan taking the field goal on fourth down, and what did it turn into? Like a fourth yard down? and a half, maybe? Because they lost like half a yard on the Jeff. I think Wilson they gave ball. him a bad spot, though. And okay. it was actually a little past the yard. It probably should have been closer to the two, but I, I don't think it was as long as they deserved. Got it. Okay. So they had a fourth down. They were up uh, by four, right? Is that what it was? No, that doesn't. Up five. Up five. So they kicked the extra point to, they kicked the field goal, sorry, to make it eight at the beginning. This is the very start of the fourth quarter. So the question was would an eight point lead hold up for one quarter? Kyle's putting it on his defense. Now, as it turned out, we didn't have to totally find out because his defense scored him a touchdown. Um, I thought it was defensible. You did not. My main issue is we're not looking for Brandon Staley or John Harbaugh here being reckless with fourth down calls or being even aggressive at the end of the half. Kyle goes into halftimes a lot with timeouts. Yeah. And this game, I think that was symbolic that led to the, the second half decision. He is a, and McVay is very similar to this. For young offensive gurus, they are such stick in the muds when it comes to being aggressive. <laughs> let's let's rewind to the end of the half. Yeah. You can't fucking stick your finger or your, or your toes into the water. You either got to jump in or just go into the house. And Kyle loves dipping his foot into the water, throws the screen. If that goes for 15 yards, then they'll get up quick, run another player, call timeout. Super Bowl. I, I I just fundamentally either kneel the fucking ball or run a normal play. Like to me, 
you cannot make a Super Bowl run if if your mindset's always going to be why did and I'm not comparing. I understand they don't have Patrick Mahomes, but the reason Patrick Mahomes snapped on Eric Bieniemy, even though ironically, ironic. Eric doesn't call the plays. If you notice on Sunday Night Football, Andy's calling the plays. So well, when he's, he's mad at Andy, he yells at Eric. <laughs> the point is, pedal to the metal in a situation. If you want to just kneel it, okay. But you can't. I, I hate the half in, half out. And clearly that Kyle has made a career. And you'd be like, well, it's Jimmy. He doesn't trust Jimmy. Well, that, So he just he didn't trust Trey either. He's just never going to trust a quarterback. That is kind of the knock on him. He's it takes him a long time to trust. Well, yeah, he trusts Debo. Well, like, I no wouldn't shit. trust either of them either. Like, but, guy, to, to win these games, like, you can't – we all acknowledge the defense is really good. But we saw last week, holding on for dear life, like, I don't care if you're playing a Stafford, you're playing with Russell, and they're they're having a shitty game at any moment, they can lead back-to-back touchdown drives. Okay, so and, and you're set 14 or 17 points, all of a sudden you're down 21 to 17 because you were scared. Two different things. Like I think we can. I I agree on Kyle's lack of aggressiveness. I disagree that his. I think there's logic to the way he manages the end of the first half. Let's see if we can hit a play. I don't know why he has to kneel on the football. Let's see if we can hit a play, and then but let's you know see if what we can plays. You up. know they're going to run the screen. That's fine. But I mean, let's. I'm, there's no reason to kneel on the football. Let's see if we hit a play. If not, I don't think the Rams had enough timeouts to get the ball back anyway. They didn't. So. You know, it didn't end up really hurting them. I mean, it, to me, there wasn't illogic in it. Like, it was logical. Let's see if we can hit a play. Now, the counter is, well, if you hit a play, like at the end of the Chiefs' first half Super Bowl, there's not enough time left for you to take advantage of it. In this case, there was. They had the timeouts and they had the time. Now, Aikman made a good point after they hit, after the first play only went for six yards. He's like, you're not going to call a timeout. That's fine. But run a play where guys are in the formation on the same side. And you're running them across. You're taking too much time. I have a problem with the efficiency of it. I don't have a problem with let's see if there's anything here. If not, let's shut it down because I do think there is good reason to not trust your quarterback. That is a fair. Okay. Maybe your criticism holds even more weight than mine. They ran the play where they weren't even prepared if it hit what to do because Jimmy's going like this and and Troy was right. But here's the thing. And and again, I'm going to use an example. I'm not comparing to Mahomes or to Tom Brady, but Tom Brady did tell Peyton and Eli last year that when they defer, him and Bill always approach that as a double whammy. We get to separate, right? If we get the ball with under two or three minutes left to go in the first half, we know we're getting the ball. We're yeah. getting minimum double scores, a touchdown, and at minimum a field goal. So we're getting 10 to 14 points. Now, I get it's Tom Buck and Brady, but where's that mindset? Do you because well, it's do you think Kyle would call it differently if Pat Mahomes or Josh Allen were his quarterback? Yeah, but he's never going to be the quarterback for the first time. Well, I understand, future. but but that's Here's why you went and drafted. But this is why you drafted Trey Lance. But he's two years away from even thinking about doing that with Trey. But, but I'm saying the reason – but he was two years away in the 2019 Super Bowl from 2021, and he drafted Trey Lance in 2021. Here we go. I now, Trey Lance isn't their quarterback right now, but I don't think that's what he wants to do. But he, but he clearly do. wasn't going to do that with Trey right now either. Well, he not right now, thing. but my point is he clearly understood he has to upgrade from his quarterback that he can't trust to do everything. Now, reality is, I'm arguing over this. He's not going to change the end of the half. He's going to have no problem going to halftime with timeouts. Is there good reason to distrust Jimmy at the end of the half? Like, what's the point in paying all these guys if not being aggressive, especially when you have the lead? Is there reason to distrust Jimmy at the end of a half? I don't think you can always do that and expect to win all these games against good teams. You playing the Chiefs? Yeah, I I just playing that the, is playing the Raiders coming up. That's I, uh, I but, but when you're when you're the score at the half was what fourteen to six. Niners were up fourteen to six at halftime. 
14 to six. Yeah. And they were getting the ball first to start the second half. Right. Yes. So his thinking is even if I don't score here, if we can score to start the second half, we can make it a. But my, my point, guy, is this symbolic. I'm with you. The score, if you're going to be conservative, you're up a score, you're getting the ball. I do get it. But it is, he would do that 20 to six tie game. Like that is his move, right? Do yes. we agree with that? That's we agree move. with that. And I, and I, I just, uh, to me, I separate. He will go into halftime with timeouts. No I problem. separate the end of the first half, the way he manages that, from the other stuff that we can talk about that happened in the second. To me, those I are agree. Two I agree. They're two separate things, but they do have some. They're cousins. <laughs> yeah, they have they have similar traits. I think I I am more with you criticism on the way he manages the second half than the way he manages the end. Because of the in the second half situation, when it's fourteen to nine, middle cop a field goal puts him up eight. I get that. Like obviously, the most you can score in one position is eight points. So you cannot lose. But I, I don't even is that the third quarter when he did that? That was the beginning of the fourth, wasn't it? Well, yeah, they got stopped at the end of the third quarter. That was the end of the quarter. So at the beginning of the fourth quarter, they had the third down play. Okay. So the Jeff Wilson run was second down, end of the third, fourth quarter start. So I'm just gonna pick a I'm just gonna be a pick a normal number. That the Rams, whether you get to fourth down and kick the field goal or go for it, are gonna get three more possessions. I'll just I'll just pick three. It could be four, right? You know, depending on how a quarter goes. Yeah, could be two, but could be two, but you know, I just think what the first quarter was because I would lean. I would lean typically three. You know, yeah. in a, in fourth quarters. But like the previous week, when you're in that situation, the scores are a little different. This one ensures that on one possession you can't lose it. It does feel like you're just holding on to that rope, praying to God that you don't get in a tie situation. Yeah, and you know. If Denver turns out to be a playoff team, who knows? Maybe, maybe not. The Rams, like, clearly they are the, you know, the cream of your division. They won the Super Bowl. You've been beating them, but, like, you are held to their standard. You're chasing what they got. You're in this situation where they've had a quarterback, again, who's struggling, like Russell was last week, who at any moment could go four plays, four first downs, touchdown to Higby or Cup, and none of us would be shocked even though your defense is awesome. It's football. It's really, really difficult. Why not? I am paying you if I'm Jed, if I'm Jed York. I hate to even use this. But if I'm Jed York and I'm paying you money that's not really mine, but kind of mine, I have access to, $15 million a year. And you're one of the best offensive coaches in America, high school, college, or pro. You have two plays with uh, elite tight end talent, Debo Samuel, Brandon Ayuk, Juice, you're just a ray of decade, two decades, really three, because you probably stole your dad's plays, of just plays. Kubiak's plays, you fucking got them all. Mike McDaniel's plays that you have the rights to. Yeah, you got them all. I mean, anything. Boots, nakeds, nudes, throwbacks, Tim Tebow. I don't even know. I, I want to see a play that I've never seen. Someone text me, listener of this podcast, Scotty Raber, who's in Hawaii, goes on a lot of vacations. He's like, you know what's crazy? Like, I'm like, he's like yet. diehard Niner guy. He's like, I'm. he's watching the game last night. He's like, I'm 30 years old. I've been watching Andy Reid my entire life. I feel like every time I watch his team play, I see a play that I've never really seen before. And he's always coming up with innovative stuff. He's like, I, why doesn't Kyle do that? I'm like, well, the difference is, I don't know if Andy's tied to an offense. <laughs> he's tied to just creating plays where Kyle is tied to an offense. So I get they're two separate minds. But why can't he just have a couple plays in that you're paying Kyle more than Jimmy? That's Kyle's moment. Like that's scheme the play. 
I have no problem with running it, getting stuffed on second down. I get it. Try to hammer it home. Cool with it. Let's get. We got two two downs to put to to go. Jeffrey, Dun, you know, it's a long time ago. I haven't watched it yet. Was it good? Yeah, it just killed a lot of people. Uh, Jeffrey Dahmer just put the nail in the coffin. Jeffrey didn't have coffins. He just cut their bodies up. But just just destroy it. Win the game. A touchdown basically would feel like twenty one nine would win the game. And and of course, I get a text from someone who's there. The field goal unit's coming out. Of course, it is. And and it turned out. Hufunga. I texted you after the second down play. He was kicking the field goal. Yeah, because I, I asked you. I'm like, do you do you think he'll kick a field goal? Yes. I text about three other people. They're like, yeah, he'll kick a field goal. He's for kicking sure. it to go up eight. For some reason, I'm hopeful. I'm like, he's not going to go for the fucking kill shot here. No. And in five minutes later, middle cuff. See, this is why bullshit. Like, I I I can't expect the Polynesian Ronnie Lott to have a pick six. I felt like they were going to drive tie the game, and then we're a Ray Ray fumble away from them getting the ball in the twenty yard line and punching it in. All of a sudden, the Niners lose by like five. Like, what the hell just happened? Because when you coach, I'm not asking for Brandon Staley or John Harbaugh being crazy. I don't think it's that crazy to ask him to go for it there. Like the John Harbaugh fourth I don't down. Think, I'm not saying it's crazy game. at all. But he just I, won't. He I'm is, not saying it's crazy. I and I do so think conservative. I do think ultimately to win a championship, he will have to do some of that. I did understand today they even if the Rams drive the field, they're not scoring in the red zone. Your defense but what's the difference this week than last week? And look how last week happened. Very similar, right? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. You're not going to win a championship with it, but I do un- like I do think it's defensible. Like you're talking like it's not defensible. Like, I'm I not think acting it's def- like it's not defensible. Okay. I, I just I just fundamentally disagree with that mindset. I, I it worked. Like it's it's not I, a, like me, I guess in the history of the league guy in like the 80s and 90s. That is always the move when your defense is playing like that. I just think in modern day football, and I don't act. I, I'm not pretending to be always chart Brandon Staley, John Harbaugh, but I do think there's a time and a place, and I think that was a moment. It's kind of an F you to them, too. Now, Hufunga bailed them out, and I'm not giving Kyle credit just, on that one. Well, or their defense just did what it had been doing all game. That's what Kyle would argue, right? My defense just did what it was doing. Kind of. I mean, they were driving. Hufunga made an incredible play. They drove the whole game, and then they got stopped in the red zone. Every, like, the Niners' defense didn't, you know, I mean, they they weren't giving up touchdowns. They weren't giving up touchdowns, right? What what are the chances if the Rams had scored on that drive that Ray Ray holds on to the ball in the next kick return? <laughs> By the way, Marlon Mack, worth the signing. He's the one that recovered the fumble. I told you the second I saw I saw Ray Ray hit that hole with one arm on the ball, I knew it was bad news. I had I knew it was bad. And I said, I'm done with him. It's his second fumble, and then he had a great return. But to stick on on Kyle for a second, yeah, I think he's fundamentally got to get more aggressive. I agree. But I also I understand that play. The other thing he might say, I didn't. We haven't heard him talk after the game. I'm rotating one guard spot. I got a backup at the other guard spot. The last the last play, the second down play we ran, Bobby Wagner came flying through like a banshee and swallowed up Jeff Wilson Jr. That was, a, that was sweet hitting the whole trigger play. Like, by, man, by I don't way. know if he didn't have confidence. I, you texted me Jimmy Sneak. I actually would have liked the Jimmy Sneak play on second down. I think if you run the Jimmy Sneak play three times, you're going to score on one of them, right? Like I would just Jimmy Sneak. Has Jimmy ever not got the sneak? Inside the one and a half, I would Jimmy sneak it. So maybe I'm, he tell maybe he tell you you know ninety nine at any moment could just cause a fumble. They could pick it up. Go the who knows. It could be, but I but to me that's such a low. Like if that happens, that happens. You got beat well on a fumble, like whatever. Uh, what? But I mean, like he, to, I mean he like smokes one of your guards in the backfield. I know. You know? I'm just saying like I, that wouldn't. I just blame the player. That wasn't. But, but the right my, call. Well, here's my point, guy. Wrong call. He has. You know, he's been coaching now at a high level and creating this mind for 20 years. He used to talk about when he was young, he would just go home and watch sweet players. 
just developing these. Can you imagine just how many plays he has on the one yard line? Got to have a touchdown. You can't tell me he doesn't have five on that sheet. A Debo pass. Whatever it is. I, and I, I tweeted this out. These next two downs, this is when I was semi-hopeful. <laughs> this is why I paid Kyle Shanahan. That was not on Debo, Kittle, Jimmy. That's Kyle. Scheme this motherfucker. Get us in the end zone if I'm Jed York. And yeah, but, just, it, but it might didn't. not be that. It's not that he didn't call the. I don't think it's that he didn't go for it because he didn't have a play, right? He wanted to go up eight. You know what I mean? Like if you had said, Kyle, you have to go for this. He'd be like, okay, I got five plays I like. You know, you know what I'm saying? Don't you think? I don't know. I, I, I just, it's not that he didn't have a play that he liked. It's that he was not going to get stopped on the one-yard line. I, I think his inclination eight. is just to lean. And you can say he just Mahomes or Brady. He had those guys he would always go. I, I think no, he tends no, no, to be no, a conservative No, 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 I'm not saying coach. that. I'm saying there is the end of the first half is completely different. This is my point. No, no, I just, but I, I just mean in general, all the situations. He That's just, what I'm saying is they're not the same. Like, I think if he had Mahomes, he might have kicked that field goal. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, I think I, might, I'm in ag- I'm in agreement. Well, right. <laughs> but I but I'm also saying if he had Mahomes, he would have tried to drive the field at the end of the first half. That's that's why I separate that thing. I think but, that's but I, 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 those two you defense. could use other examples too. I, I just think he will always lean conservative. That's been the knock on him that why he likes certain quarterbacks. Like it wasn't the knock on him in the Super Bowl. He likes to play a certain against way. Against the Patriots. He likes to play a certain way. Wasn't the knock on him against the Patriots? I wonder if that rattled him. Maybe. Right, that was he is, not. He is when he took we, the Niners' job. Nobody was talking about how Kyle's conservative. We have not felt that, have we? Just watching him coach. No, I don't think so. Now he was not the head coach, but maybe that did jar. Those are the offense. Maybe that jarred him. He also trusted Matt Ryan much more than he trusted Jimmy. Maybe his comeback would be like, "Have you ever blown a twenty-eight-three lead?" <laughs> Like, yeah, have, it. have you ever had Barstool getting the entire nation to paste 28 to 3 on mailboxes throughout the country? <laughs> People dress up for Halloween as a scoreboard that says 28 to 3. Someone's going to yeah, Have knock, you ever met a, a team a that blew a game that the assistant coach gets blamed? Yeah, I do. That's me. The head co- no one even knows who that who who was the head coach of the 28 3 team. You'd be like, uh, Dan Reeves? You know, I don't even Do you think most people know Dan Quinn like immediately? I think no. you have to think about it. People, they think first of Kyle. Who blew the Atlanta Falcons Super Bowl? I think everyone. Oh, yeah. Kyle Shanahan ran the. He was. He was when really, it was Devontae Freeman. Wasn't that Freeman that didn't pick up the pressure? Yeah. And Julio was and running Matt, wide and Matt open. Matt Ryan went like that. Yeah. Matt Ryan's cooked. Matt Ryan is. <laughs> that was. They've worked out that they didn't end up with Matt Ryan somehow in some crazy way but if you tell me that when jimmy's gone next year matt ryan's cut and matt ryan comes here it's i can already see it coming from a mile away i I don't i don't know if he's gonna have anything left john well that's that's not what kyle thinks i i can make something out of him and then he's skipping balls of debo and debo's furious uh do we have anything else from that game anything else we had to hit on oh let me while you're looking let me just tell you Clinton uh, paid ten bucks, so I'll read it. If he hadn't paid ten bucks, I wouldn't have read this one. But the other sh- the other day, you talked about how McDaniel was different than Staley since players loved him. Wrong. Ramsey and Mac raved about Staley. Jalen called him the best coach he'd ever had at any level. Check the quotes. Yeah, he's probably a good assistant coach. <laughs> I mean, a lot of guys have done well, you know, and as the coordinators, right? Uh, that's true. Kittle laid out 52 on one of those screens to Ayuk. Yeah, he was. 
underrated play tonight was the IU shove of the linebacker on Debo's play. I think fifty three didn't that one. I'm talking about the the fifty seven yard play at yeah. the end. Ayuk's kind of not hot dogging it, but I think the linebacker feels like he's yeah. not going to touch me. And then Ayuk at the end goes sack town, fucking shoves him. He gets airborne. I he I don't think he thought because Ayuk's. Oh, that's it. Felt like he, he had like a hot dog were... run to him. Like I'm, yeah. bro. He's just gonna go out. And then at the end, he gives him a shove and he flies. That makes sense actually, because I wondered how Ayuk was able to block him that way. But maybe that he thought that. Well, if you notice, Ayuk's not full sprinting. You know, he's kind of he's cruising, cruising, and then he extends the arms. Fifty three goes. He got depleted by a shove. I mean, flown in the air. They're going to get – you know that dude – you ever see the guy that on Twitter that pretends to be a coach and makes oh, fun uh, of all go, the guys? Like coach uh, Go30 or something yeah, like that? Yeah, and just rips on everybody. Name's Clinton, I think, yeah. What tomorrow or Wednesday in the meeting room when they go over that play, like what are even the coaching points? <laughs> you know, it's like so there are some plays in football – It'd be like four. You didn't want it, right? It's always something like that. <laughs> yeah. You made a business. You thought about it, then you made a business decision. You know this. Here's twenty seven pissing down his leg. That's <laughs> all. <laughs> here's four. Has a chance to make the tackle. Spent too much time playing video games. Not enough time in the weight room. Arm tackle broken. Yeah. <laughs> that guy's better at it than me, but you're right. It's he's always, he's, he's, he's good. always pissing he's good down his it. leg. Pissing down his leg is always the one. He's good at it. And then he ends it with a mama joke about one of the guy's moms, how he's having sex with them or something. He's just, I mean, it just it just works. You know, it's like it's like Joey Molinaro. It's their stuff just works. It's just it's just it's fucking fantastic. Uh on the stream, Jay Media says, comment, Jimmy G, comeback player of the year. I don't think so. I'd give it to Cooper Rush. Cooper Rush? I don't know if he could even win the award. I mean, well, when OBJ comes back, did you catch that? Not that it's news to anybody, but Bucker Aikman, they've clearly they've basically been told when OBJ passes a physical, he'll be back on the Rams because they basically said that tonight. Again, I don't think anyone's surprised by it. I didn't I didn't catch that. He, well, he was just I think Buck was like, well, I think it's uh, he almost said when Odell comes back and then he made the comment was like, well, I think a lot of people would be surprised if Odell's not back on the Rams. I think somebody on the Rams, I think I bet McVay told him like, yeah, we think we're going to. We'll sign him when he comes back. It makes total sense, right, for Odell. Well, yeah, I mean, he just immediately comes back and plays. Yeah, it might, it might be there. I think Higby was good, but they gave Allen Robinson a lot of money to just do nothing. Yeah, I had like a buddy with the Bears work? that always thought that he liked Allen, but he thought Allen had a little false sense of how good he was. Mm. I, I think Allen, because remember, for years, like. Out in the Bears, not seeing eye to eye on the contract. Two years ago, wasn't he like demanding a trade or something? Two years ago? Yeah, I just think he's had some good years early on in his career. I just, I don't know about Allen Robinson. Yeah, I think he had, what, two catches today? I, I If it's going to work, it hasn't started working yet, but no. I guess there's still a lot of time. Uh, early line on the Niners game, John, it opened Niners minus two and a half. Right now at the uh, DraftKings Sportsbook, it's... Three and a half? Four and a half. The Niners on the road, minus four and a half? Minus four and a half. Yep. Uh, My Colts first reaction is probably a stay away from me. <laughs> <laughs> Feels like a a, a, a a 14 to 7 game and a backdoor cover maybe with a 
Well, I guess it wouldn't be a field goal backdoor cover. That'd be weird. Maybe a no. It was four, fourteen to seven. And they got a field goal. They'd cover ten to yeah. Niners yeah. will cover. I'm saying a Panthers backdoor like twenty to twenty one to seven. Eh, I don't know. We have to figure. Someone would have to figure out the backdoor cover. But you know what I'm saying? Like Niners up, comfortable. You're not thinking much. Three third quarter, halfway through. We're this is where the Niners really keep people off their scent. Because they have moments at Denver like, oh, Kyle's fucked. Everyone's going to get fired. Jimmy Garoppolo's going to ruin their season. Then they'll play in primetime. It's like, Jesus, look at this team. They got dudes everywhere. They can kick your ass. Nick Bosa, defensive player of the year. Debo's the greatest player we've ever seen. Yeah. And then next week, they'll be on the road against some four-win team. They'll be like, eight-point favorite on the road. And all of a sudden, it'll be Niners uh, currently down 17 to 13, headed into the fourth quarter <laughs> You know, <it's> like, <laughs> uh, against a six-win Panther team. You're right. The key to the Niners is not just that they win the week before, it's that they win like 24 to 9 and don't give up a touchdown. Yeah, they you just – they're a hard team to like figure out. You know, there aren't – the trends, they'll buck you off fast. You know, it's like Mike Vrabel, Mike Tomlin, John Harbaugh, coming off a loss, big road underdog, hammer them. Like the Niners, I don't know if they're trends. You I'm know? with you. That's a great question. It's like I, I would – I would bet against the Niners and then they'll win by two touchdowns. <laughs> now, did you, were you watching the pregame when Jerry Rice came out and caught a touchdown from, from Steve Young? I had it on mute and I saw Jerry come out and then I, so I just got out of the shower. I had it playing on my phone, wasn't watching. And all I heard was Susie or whoever say it's Susie. Yeah. Susie was like, all right, before we get out of here, there's one more thing we got to do. And I swear to God, I didn't know what it was. But I knew it was Jerry Rice was appearing to catch a pass from Steve. There was no doubt in my mind that Jerry was not going to let that moment pass. And of course, that's apparently. Do you think I, Steve I didn't, see it didn't know it was coming? I didn't see it, so I don't know. Did you what? Did you see it? Did you have a take after you saw yeah, it? Yeah, I just looked up, and there's you know Jerry in a suit <laughs> running. It's just it's as predictable as anything that's predictable is national TV game at Levi's, ESPN and Steve. But Jerry's just going to appear. Jerry's just going to be there. Do you think if Kyle looked at Jerry dead serious, Jerry, we'll sign you a one-day contract, you will dress, and we might give you a play? Very, like most. Like if you said that to Steve Young, he would say no. Right? right. You say that to most players. Harris Barton. No. Larry Fitzgerald, no. Jerry Rice would be like, Kyle, not only do you think I, I can make a play this game, like keep me the rest of the season. He'd say, I've been waiting for you to ask. Would you say Terrell Owens, even on a higher level, just no one asked him to do this shit, like wanting to play? Yeah. Have you yes. seen like he'll just run a 40 and he'll be like 4-4? Four, four. <laughs> Jerry Incredible. does look old. T.O. still looks pretty like T.O. Like, Jerry looks in his 50s. Yeah, with a little gray in his beard, right? I feel like Jerry, you know, wasn't quite hip and gets tattoos like in his 50s. I saw Jerry had a bunch of tattoos. Like Jerry, I don't remember having tattoos when you I didn't know. I didn't realize that. I think he's got some tattoos older in life, trying to be a little hipper. You know, I did not. It's like Jerry, fifty-six years old and retired. Uh, Rice is fifty. I, you know 59, what? Fifty-nine, John. It's almost. It's almost Jerry Rice's birthday week. He's sixty in ten days. How old would you guess Jerry Rice was? Fifty. I, you said fifty-six. I was like, ah, John. I think he's probably fifty-two. 59. I guess. It, well, you know what? He played for he, 20 years. Guy, he was 40 with the Raiders when they made the Super Bowl in 2002. Yeah, exactly. I mean, he came in the league <laughs> in the 80s and he played 20 years. He feels younger, doesn't he? He got a younger vibe. 100%. Yep. Do you think Steve colors his hair? Yeah, I think so. How great? Do you think he'd be all white or would you straight? You know, streets? hard to know. It's just because just you're white on the sides doesn't mean you're, you're white on the top, you know? 
like Greg Papa, would he be all white or would he just be, you know? I, I don't I don't know. Mike Shashef, are you are you saying Greg colors his hair? Well, let's face it, anyone over 50 with just luscious thick hair is most of the time coloring their hair, correct? Most of the time, yes. But I've seen Greg up close. I feel like you can tell, and I can't. I've never thought that. Like with Steve, I feel like I can kind of see it. Uh, like Steve Levy, I think that's what Coach K would look like. Remember when Steve Levy just cold turkey stopped dyeing his hair? Just one day you saw Steve Levy, it was just all white hair. Good point. Steve Levy, one day you looked up and he was just all white hair. And it looks good on him. He's got thick hair. It do, it does make you look older, right? It just give it just adds, even if you look young and are in good shape, Steve Phillips just looks five years older than however old he is, just all right. white, you know? Yeah, and he was white. He probably had white hair very young, right? I would guess it, it is like 30s, right? Also, great jawline, helped offset. Really good-looking guy. The, the, the all-white goatee is always like, you know, you could be 50, but you kind of feel 56. Who pulls that one off? No. Uh, well, Steve Phillips always oh, has Steve, the yeah, white goatee. I, I do think that Coach K, when you do jet black and you're actually seven years old, it does – like you didn't know, you'd be like, oh, he's fifty-eight. It can make you look younger for sure. Fifty-eight. <laughs> you agree? Like Coach K doesn't look. Maybe he's aged a little bit the last couple of years, but there was a time like in his mid to late sixties where he could have. If you just someone yeah, didn't know, maybe I I would guess if you like sat with him. Yeah, you're probably right. you'd probably be able to tell. Well, like Bayheim always felt old. You know, I mean, yeah. he is. He's like yeah. eighty. Yeah. Uh, does this not count Bosa? Yeah, Bosa had one tonight, right? So five sacks. People are in the chat are saying he's the league leader in sacks. He's you know he's tied with is Khalil Mack and uh, Rashawn Gary, but the league leader for sacks. Unless Bosa did Bosa get a half sack tonight? The league leader is Alex Highsmith. Uh, T.J. Watt's replacement. The Steel- yeah, linebacker for the Steelers. Did Bosa get one and a half? I I had him for one, but I never know the rules on that. No, Bosa got two. Bosa had two tonight? I've been saying he had one tonight, so my mistake. My bad, my bad. Did he get half a did he get he didn't get any sack for being like underneath when Diamond Lenore came and took Did he get a Stafford sack toward out? the end? Oh, is that what it was? I think, yeah. So he has six now. So he is the league leader. All right. I mean, Miles Garrett just rolled his Porsche about three times, so who knows if he's ever coming back. Did you see what the speed was? I saw excessive speed, but I didn't see a number. Well over a hundred, I think they said. I when you get in the car accident, go to the hospital, are you know people are very concerned for your safety, and then a day later the cops charge you. That's usually a pretty right. Mm, yeah. Well, if you t- this sounds bad, I, I'm not making like a joke, but if you tell me, oh yeah, somebody got in a, a you know somebody in a Porsche crashed their car, I just assume that there's speeding involved. I I don't think people quite understand, and I've. I've never been in the high end Porsche. I was in a high end Corvette one time. Just because you're rich doesn't mean you have the capability to drive these things. The power in which they have just Miles Garrett now, I think, has been in a couple like, bro, you're not a good enough driver. Like you shouldn't you shouldn't have the capability to get behind the wheel if you can't handle it. Most people can't. Like most people can't handle a you know high end motorcycles. They're the power in which they have, like Bro, just get a fucking Suburban. You know, what, what are you doing? You're going to kill a, yourself. I, I have a buddy who whose older brother uh, was is extremely wealthy, and he had like one of those Lamborghini-type sports cars. And he said one time he was driving around some curve in like Southern California and like hit a pebble. 
and the thing just and it like scared the shit out of him. He's like, I'm getting he got rid of it. He's like, I can't. It's just I cannot control this vehicle. I I'm lucky. Sports cars just don't do anything for me. I, I mean, agree. I just like you got to get in them all funny. Uh, just, Bobby Wagner on the fan who ran on the field. You don't know what that fan got or what they're doing. You see it all the time. And we don't know what they're carrying in their pockets. It's whatever that little smoke stuff is. But that shit could be dangerous. So basically, he was like, I'm going to save the world. Just in case this is somebody doing something crazy. Clearly, I mean, that guy took a hit just so he could try and free some little puppies for adoption. Yeah, freerescue.com. Do you check out the website? Did I didn't want to. I didn't because I, I figured I knew what it was and I didn't want it to work because I want those people to stop. So I didn't want it because right now they're getting the hits on the website. And they're like, it's working. I'm so glad. Even that though that Bobby, guy's got a concussion. So glad that guy got destroyed. God, that that beside the Niners winning, that was the highlight of my night. Also, I, honestly, he didn't hit like, him hard enough. It felt like he got like helmet, right? Like he might Could, be bleeding or something. Couldn't hit him hard enough for my enjoyment. That guy should be hit. A little more of a like a spear, you know, but it probably hurt like hell. That was awesome. Around this pink fucking. To me, the thing that pisses me off the most is obviously people finance these guys to buy these tickets. Right. It's just what God, our society, man. What what are we doing? How do you get in with that can? Are they not looking for that can? Because I've take everything out of my pockets. They look through my bag. Do you take? Yeah, when you go uh, through a metal detector, you got to empty your pockets. Then they go through your bag. Put it in his anus. <laughs> It's a big gap. He's I'm being away. serious. I mean, how, you're right. How do you get can. through? Well, maybe, it's not a, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe it's not a can. I thought it was like a big old can. With the well, you, that guy that forwarded us, you know, the Tito's in the in the in the pants. Remember that? <laughs> the yeah. At an A and M game? Is that what it was? <laughs> I think so. The guy brought in a handle of Tito's. Did you see the the Wisconsin Paul Christ? They fired him. He was owed twenty. He took eleven just to walk away. Oh, I thought it was sixteen. I read 11 that he gave up $9 million. How much money is the Big Ten making to pay these guys to leave? Well, it's, it is the SEC now. They are they are on track with the SEC. Right? Are those two programs going to be competing for the same level guy? Which two? Wisconsin and Nebraska. I think, I mean, Wisconsin's a better job, right, at this point. Like, his record was very good. <laughs> Didn't he win the Rose Bowl like four or five years ago? Yeah, I mean he's he competes for the Big Ten championship game. Wasn't he an alum? Wasn't he like an alumni? He's a former quarterback. <laughs> I saw somebody say he spent most of his life there. Because he was was he Bielema's offensive coordinator or uh, he, there, he was he was an assistant coach there for sure. Yeah, right. Yeah. I didn't he coach at Pitt for a split second and then left for that job. Uh Am I getting did. the right Chris? Yep. Yep. Is this Jeep's brother? Uh Maybe actually, yeah. Chris, yep, man. it's Jeep's brother. He was a quarterback there from '86. Think about this guy. I I guess Bielema probably wasn't his coach. I was gonna say if your college coach, who then is the AD, has to fire you, that sucks. They were only yeah. two and two and three, but I think the eye test was pretty bad. Well, they got beat pretty bad this last weekend. Uh, did you see College Game Day is going to Kansas this week? I don't know if it's, you know. I, I try to downplay your guy, but I mean, shit. Lance, I going to get one of these jobs. Well, he might get that. Uh, to me, like he might get the Wisconsin job. Well, I think Nebraska wants him, right? Too isn't he? Nebraska, Nebraska would guy? want. They should. Yeah. I know the Washington fans before Chip Kelly kicked his ass thought that Dubois could be a one and done, like Nebraska. He, he's from the Midwest. 
Is he? I thought he's, he's from like uh, the Dakotas. North, yeah, the Dakotas. I just but like Nebraska that. could be all over him. Oh, that's interesting. Probably but you lose that game, probably. Still have a good year. Dims a little. Yeah, it does dim a little. But you can still have a good year. I mean, Colorado. But like no one could argue if he goes 11 and 1 to Washington, Nebraska offered him, you know, $70 million or something, right? It's like it's not like suddenly they're going to start spending less on coaches. They're going to start spending more. Wasn't that the going rate? I mean, all these guys lately have gotten ninety five million dollars. Well, think about it. the The average person says, "I just spent a lot of money this month. I should spend less money next month." Nebraska just paid an extra seven million dollars. If they had just waited until like today or whatever this week, right? Remember, this is they had to wait till this week. They would have saved seven million dollars if they waited to fire Scott Frost this week instead of three and a half weeks ago. Well, they just spent the seven million to fire him three weeks early. They're not going about to try and save money. They're about to spend more money. <laughs> That's how this works. What would you guess the total amount of the contract that these programs offer their next coaches? Yeah, eighty. <laughs> I mean, that's what Mel got, right? Mel, Mel got, got ninety-five. 90? I thought. Yeah, so, I mean, it's going to be fucking. I don't know. T- maybe six. Maybe it's sixty. Maybe it's sixty. Do however the math breaks down on a five-year contract. Well, but, are we sure Venables last more than a year? No. Stoops is around. He might. Stoops might be coaching by week eight. <laughs> I'd say Venable's in a little trouble. I agree. You? Yes. Have you I noticed agree. too the Big Twelve? The Big 12's not bad. You know who's kicking people's asses? Mike Gundy. And listen, I know it was ugly what happened with his with his brother reading the N word off the iPad, and it was someone told me he kind of lied about it. It was, it was weird the whole the way the whole thing happened. Fired his brother for people who don't follow. That Venables story. did, yeah. Who's Mike Venables Gundy's fired brother. Gundy's brother, yeah. And Gundy's brother had played quarterback at Oklahoma, had been there for like two decades. I could just see Gundy trying to put a nail in in Venables' coffin when he gets him at like mm. you know, Venables is like four and six at the time or something. Mm-hmm. And Gundy, I watched a lot of Gundy. They are good. They went on the road to Baylor and kind of took. What do you think of their quarterback? Not bad. I mean, they just had their skill guys. I mean, now they have a running back. Their defense is good. They had a kickoff return. They, they just feel like they got dudes. Gundy feels like he's just running a pretty high level program right now. I mean, last year they went eleven and two, beat 20, Notre Dame. I mean, he's got to be undefeated. one of the longest tenured coaches in the in the country for good reason. Who's Venables? Sonny Dykes is kicking people's asses. I guess I he just beat Venables, huh? Yeah. Uh, what do you guys think? Of, what do you guys think about Arizona? They beat North Dakota State two weeks ago, and they just got Carl Durrell fired at Colorado. I will say this for Arizona. What's their record? Uh, lost to Mississippi State three and one. It turns out Mississippi State might not be bad. Yeah, Leach is actually who they play somebody this week. Actually, well, they um, just beat Texas A&M. Oh, maybe that's what I was thinking of. Leach uh, just beat Texas A&M like this last week. It's a good thing that uh, uh, Jimbo signed a contract extension through like twenty thirty two. That's fully guaranteed. His buyout is $110 million. It's just the contract. <laughs> There's no buyout. It's the whole thing. Is it seriously? Is that what it is? Yeah, it's the fully guaranteed contract. It's like I mean Was he crazy. like Russell Westbrook? Yeah, it's it's true. Yeah, it's like it's like the contract that Aaron. So Judge talking about firing Jimbo for several years is stupid. Like he's not going unless, anywhere. Unless they just pay a hundred million from the go away or 90 or 80 or whatever. It ain't going well, guy. No, it's bad. Uh, Mississippi State plays Arkansas this week. That's another really good, That's good game. game. That's a good game. But Arizona, they got, th- I'm telling you, they got three really good receivers, like really good. They're actually pretty, Arizona's pretty fun to watch. They play Oregon this week, so you'll probably end up seeing them one way or another. Um, they, 
Chip's next two games are, are, are Oregon and Utah, aren't they? Does he have a bye this week? It's Utah. No, he plays Utah this week. UCLA-Utah this week. I feel like UCLA. Utah's got their mojo back. Utah's got some mojo. Yeah. Utah's got some mojo. Uh, then he hits his bye. Then he plays Oregon. Next week, uh, Washington State plays SC this week. That's another kind of good game. Who do Oregon just play? Oh, Stanford. Oregon just beats beats beat, beat Stanford badly. Uh, oh, uh, quickly, I can confirm for you. I asked Kenny. I sent a little DM to Kenny Dillingham, and I said, "What is Phil Knight's favorite play?" He said, "Spider Two Y Banana." But uh, are you buddies with Dillingham? No, he just started following me the other day, so we started DMing, and I said, "Ah, let's get you the ASU job." Um, but I asked Nick Aliotti. I was like, "Does Phil Knight is that normal?" Because Nick was the defensive coordinator for a long time for Oregon. He was Chips DC, and he said, "Yes, Phil would always sit in the back with the headset on." He's like, never once said a word. Never once did I feel like he was bad mouthing me or talking about anything. But it's weird. <laughs> but he's like, hey, what are you gonna do? I mean, he's he's the owner of the team basically, and he's a good guy. And uh, he, I never had a problem with. Phil, so. goddamn it, you get out of this box right now. Could you imagine <laughs> your last game? Phil, that you I, ta- I swear to God, I'll take off these shoes and this shirt if you don't get out of this goddamn box and I can call this game. I don't care if you're giving 500 million to this program. I can't have the pressure of you sitting here next to me. Big game, John. Fresno State or Boise State this week does yeah. not have the same juice to it right now. No. Dogs are coming off uh, the worst loss of the weekend, maybe to UConn, and Boise has already fired people. Boise's starting quarterback is already in the portal. So I saw, uh, what's his name? Ravel trying to make a big deal. He's like, NIL, because a bunch of guys go in the portal. It's like, yeah, guys. Guys go in the portal right now to conserve eligibility and not burn a year. That has nothing yeah. to do like NIL has forced guys to quit on their team. This has happened in the history of college football forever. Guys right. basically quit right around right now to not well, burn a year. Especially right? in the last few years, remember, when they made the rule that you can redshirt if you only play four, four games. And then and then obviously you can transfer and you still got a year of eligibility. Yeah, I, I, I tweeted more. this out while I was watching some of the USC-ASU game. Is, and it's a little different. But I remember when I was scouting, I went to USC's practice and they had Robert Woods and Marquise Lee. And at the time, Marquise Middlecoff really cr- like Robert Woods. No one wanted to listen to him in the draft. No, I was just next Reggie, you know, Reggie Wayne. He's turned out to have a pretty good career. Uh, that those two guys, you just went to practice. And Marquise was better than Robert Woods then. Mar- Marquise Lee is like one of the best USC players post Pete Carroll. He was incredible in college. I do think there are some vibes with those two kids, number three and number four, just like. These two guys can just take over a game. And Caleb just throws seeds. I, I just underestimated the small guy. Like, I get why Lincoln likes him. He's just, he can move. He's sweet. And he's got a hose. He's got a big time arm. Yeah. How but much those, did you, I just like watching those three players, Caleb and those two receivers. I know. And Jordan Addison feels like a pro when you watch him. Like, he plays like a pro. You know what I mean? Like, it's not that he's flashy. He just looks like a. I just feel like he's going to look exactly the same in the NFL as he looks in college. I like Dye's picture, too, when they show him on the screen with the mustache. Like, sleeveless, swagless. Shane Vereen's like swagless. Uh, he's no got gloves, no, no, no filling in the middle of the mustache, just the edges. Um, I think Cam Ward, Cam Ward, the Washington State quarterback, I think all the hype on him preseason, he got a little bit of a slow start. Still doesn't do like the all the – still doesn't like, you know – organize a four minute drive to beat Oregon, but he does some crazy impressive. He does some impressive shit. He does like some highlight real shit. 
They're pretty good. Wazoo. Like they are, they feel like a nine win team to me. Yeah. I mean, uh, their loss was to Oregon. They beat Wisconsin on the road. So what does that mean? They got one, two, three wins, four wins. They play at SC this week, which they could win that game. SC's not stopping anybody. What time is that game? Mm, You know, I don't have that in front of me. I think it's a, I think it's like an evening. I think it's a five o'clock game on Fox. I think I'm in. Yeah. There's two Fox Pac 12 games. Actually, you know, it's awesome. 9 a.m. Is Kansas TCU Pacific? That's pretty good. One thing I hope with Cam Ward, it's like Mel Kiper. People are already putting his name, and he was buzzing. I remember we mentioned him before the season started. Like he should just stay at school a couple of years and just keep getting better. But you know, if there's talk like he'd go in the top fifty, oh, like he does saying. feel. If you had to bet right now, is Cam Ward back at Washington State next year? <sighs> you know, I don't does, know. I don't know nothing about the guy, but how many quarterback? It's like. He, you'd probably need a at least we know there's at least three first rounders, right? Four, definitely Kentucky, Alabama, Ohio State, right? Locks top, top ten. Hooker, Tennessee, Caleb can't come out this year. I don't know if there are any locks between Florida those those three guys. Richardson, Florida, no. Van Dyke, Miami, have not seen. I've heard that one's not going well. Yeah, Hendon Hooker, Tennessee. Um, Probably a guy or two out there, but I, I think those three guys, and then I think it's wide open. So he could definitely end up at the end of the first round. Like, John Schneider's like, man, I love you. And uh, he's like, but you're not at the end of the first round, John. You're drafting fourth. <laughs> I'll trade back seven times, yes. accumulate yes. eight second-round picks. Yes. This has been a dream of mine ever since I drafted Russell that I know I can get a franchise quarterback outside of the top 20 picks. It is my dream to have multiple top yes. 20 picks and trade them back seven times and accumulate 85 picks. And get them at 33. First pick of the second round, John Schneider takes Cam Ward. John Schneider somehow has Cam Ward and 14 second rounders the next three years. That would be an all-time dick on the table, uh, <laughs> g- balls on the table. But like move. you said, he's going to love one of these guys. The question is just who. And he's going to not like, like... He'll hate somebody other people love. I'd be a little surprised if he doesn't like Levis, right? Big, strong, high character guy. Like I've yeah. heard, a, I heard people really like Levis, like really? the guy. He's just a guy's guy. Like people like him. They showed him like his dad was a football player. His mom played like uh, tennis at Yale or something. They were talking about it on the broadcast the other day. She's, I think, his mom went to an Ivy League school. He can. I mean, he's got a big arm. Yeah, tough. I mean, two fumbles, but one of them was just the one fumble on a. Scramble play, which is make... actually pretty good. I uh, mean, obviously he's not eligible now, but he's just he'll be a guy drawing a lot of interest as Dart next year. Yeah. You want to hear my t- you want to hear my take? Uh Lane to Alabama. Lane to the Commanders. Oh, that's interesting. No franchise feels more lifeless and more just like something cool. Tell me you don't hire Lane Kiffin just to like. I like that. They would, I mean, like a good franchise wouldn't do it, even though Lane's clearly a good coach. Yeah. Doesn't he feel like he's got the commanders written all over him? Now, they did just hire a new, was it a president this year who didn't hire Ron? Or is it, he's not the GM, the new guy they hired, or is he the GM? Mayhew's there. I think it was a president they just hired. That's I think Ron's right? kind of the boss there. I yeah. mean, they're, so, they so Lane suck. would get full control. Why not? And Lane would be like, I love, J- yeah, Will Levis. We're going to take him. Or whoever he likes. 
I feel like Lane's next head coaching job is in the National Football League. Um, I like that because he's not gonna, he can't get a college job that he wants, right? He can't. No one's giving him like he's well, not. If you're getting, him. You're only I'm, leaving like four or five jobs, right? I don't know. I mean, I think you probably feel like how long can you be at Ole Miss? Can you be? But I'm Miss? saying like if Alabama, Ohio State, Texas, like you, you'd really USC, like some of these jobs aren't coming open. So no, but I mean, he'd leave for Miami. I bet he'd leave for Florida State. He'd leave for. Would he leave for Florida State? Maybe not Ole Miss. I don't know. I think he'd leave for Miami. I just don't know if it gets any better at Ole Miss than he's having right now. This little well, run. I agree with you. I'm just saying that's why there's probably more than five got five jobs he'd leave for. Why had heard through the grapevine? Sark. You know, he wanted the Oregon job, and they just yeah, wouldn't he, really sniff back. He he he'd leave for Oregon. He'd leave for I. I'm. We tried. I, they wouldn't call him back. My point is, there's more than five jobs he would leave for. That's my point. And so if those if if his net is actually kind of wide and no one is hiring him, then I, I, this is me agreeing with your theory that the Washington football team could be his next team. And then Wentz, Wentz will be on the Niners. What about the Dallas Cowboys? Um, they wouldn't feel him. like, I feel like Steven would talk Jerry out of it, but Jerry would want to do it. How about this? Dennis Allen, one and done saints, saints. lane, bourbon street. Doesn't feel like a match organizationally with Lane, does it? You're saying they're actually a little buttoned up for being in the South? Yeah, like older, older ownership group. Sneaky little stiffer than you think. Yeah, sti- yeah, that's a good way of putting it. Because ideally they would hire like Dion. The the Saints? The Saints, you know, like somebody Could they hire Dion? Everyone keeps acting like he's gonna go college. What if the Saints offered him the job? That'd be pretty awesome. I actually think that's pretty genius. I love that. What about Dion to the Saints, Lane to the Commanders? NFL's getting more interesting by the second. How cool would the 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 uh, the picture be? I think Dion coaches on a stool because of his foot. Oh, it's still not. It's not. Is he never going to be hundred percent? Well, I mean, he's missing a toe. I don't know if he can stand up consistently. Oh, it is a long time to stand. But I would think you maybe get he can sport. stand. Maybe he just can't stand for long. I did see a picture early on in the season. He was on a stool. I don't know if you can coach on a stool like Power Five. Basketball, co- basketball coaches do it. Nobody has a hard time with it. Less guys getting tackled on the sideline, though, in basketball. Well, there was the one coach for a member who was sitting on the chair <laughs> because he popped his Achilles. Oh, yeah, yeah. The dad. Yeah, the dad. Well, it's school that works blue, not Seton Hall. But yeah, like, his kid went to went to the Celtics. One of those. Remember about, then his kid hit the game winner? Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, I think so. In, like, the first round. Yeah. Lane they had a little run. The, they got to the Sweet 16. So like a couple years he's been in the tournament. That guy. Kiffin Lane of the, the Chargers. Chargers. I, I, the Chargers don't deserve Lane. That would make them too cool. But they deserve Sean Payton? I just – maybe I just need to get over my Dean. I don't even have a personal hatred toward Dean. I just feel like he just doesn't deserve success. Yeah, I, I, you, don't want, for Herbert. you don't want cheap people to – unsuccessful people to fall at, at bass backwards, as, as people like to say, into success. But it's like also I don't want Herbert to just suffer. Right. You want to get the most out of Justin Herbert. Uh, John, quickly, let me give you a quick preview here. The uh, Steelers Bills line. It's the biggest line in the NFL this week is 14 points. They don't like Kenny Pickett at Buffalo. They don't like Kenny Pickett at Buffalo. Uh, Raiders a week from Monday at the Chiefs. You want to guess the line on that one? I'll go five and a half Chiefs. My way too low. Not only are you too low, the line opened higher than that. 
It opened at Eight. six. It's now seven and a half. I wouldn't bet that game because I just don't trust the Raiders. I would take the Raiders in that spot. How about you? Not crazy. Feels like a lot of people are going to hammer the Chiefs, and all of a sudden it's going to be a tighter game. Yeah. Do you know what I feel? And I know this for a fact. I heard the Chiefs' practices last year were like Super Bowl part due. Like they wanted revenge for Todd Bowles and that team embarrassing them last week. Oh, I got you. I'm saying that Andy Mahomes and the group of guys that played in that Super Bowl treated that fucking thing like it was their last game they were ever going to play. They said it was the Is best. That why they broke they out like had. some trick plays and stuff. Too? They came and you could just see. I think Andy slept a total of like seven hours all week. They say Mahomes wasn't even talking. Remember, Mahomes kind of got just destroyed in that game. They treated that thing like they they would have won that game 80 to nothing if they could have. They wanted that thing so bad. So here's my point. It's pretty clear the Chiefs are, are going to make the playoffs, right? <laughs> they're they're going to be fine. When you peak that high for a game that like meant that much, I get it's Monday Night Football, but you know, it's the Raiders, Gruden's gone, so you don't have the same motivation of the, the buses going around the stadium. Do they take the Raiders quite as seriously? No. Like Andy and Josh, like what does Andy care? You know. Now you turn on the film and they're like, "There's Devonte." I'm not Matt saying you don't take their players here. I'm yeah. just saying, like, when you peak, you can't match that. Yeah, no way. I agree. Uh, a buddy of mine was at that game and he texted, asked if I watched it, and I said, "Yeah, I watched." You didn't see my meme that I made, Andy Reid. So I sent him this Andy Reid drawing on the guy's face, but I wrote defenses, and his reply was, "Instead of defenses, you should have just written Todd Bowles." Do you know why did they cast this random fat actor to play an offensive lineman on Andy's team? Oh, why not? Is that what it is? He's an offensive lineman? I didn't even realize. He looks way too old to be a player on the team. Well, clearly, because Andy said he's drawn the mustaches on the players. So, okay. like, that guy has to be a player, not like he an looks, assistant O-line coach. How they picked that guy. You're right. I didn't even realize he was supposed to be a player. Would it have been funnier if they would have used Kelsey right there? Yes. Do you think they could have? Could they have kept a straight face though? That was Kelsey not laugh for like the, all the takes. Yeah, I, I think that's one of the most incredible cameos by a coach. In the I'm going to get to the bottom of this. It's such a great line. That was good. Uh, we'll finish with this. Brandon says, besides Ward, is Hufunga the best safety the Niners have drafted in his second season as a starter? Besides Ward, is Hufunga the best safety the Niners have drafted? Yeah, running a lot. Uh, since running a lot. Uh, Hufunga, who are other candidates? Tarverius Moore, Marcel Harris, Jaquaski Tart. Is he already better than Kwaski Tart? I mean, he's better right now than Kwaski Tart. Merton Hanks was drafted in 91. Merton Hanks. I'm going to give Merton the edge. Didn't make uh, Pro Bowl, though, till 94. So it took him a little, it took him a minute. Oh, so year two, maybe Hufunga's ahead of schedule? Is that what you're saying? Our man, Merton Hanks, too, fifth-round pick, so some similarities. I mean, I don't think people were Iowa. acting like he was going to be some stud. God, what year did you say they drafted him? Uh, 91. Oh, okay. Maybe because some of these guys, a lot of guys aren't listed as safeties for like a bunch of years, so maybe they're listed as DBs. So I'm missing some guys. But, well, they didn't draft Deshaun Goldson, did they? I thought he came from somewhere. I thought he came from like. Whitner definitely came from the Bills. Evelyn or something. Oh, yeah. Niners did draft him. Good call, Eric. Goldson out of UW back in 07. Good pull. A little before my time. Don't remember that one. <laughs> A little before my time. 
All right. Um, you were watching the Huskies in 06? Well, was that uh, – I, I, I very, very clearly remember the locker one-win season. I remember that year. Maybe not. Imagine having clearly. one win with a number one overall pick. I guess well, he wasn't number one. I guess he didn't come out that year, I don't think. He didn't. He And he, he was the 10th pick. And the thing that year was, I'm pretty sure Washington State went winless that year. And they play in the last game of the year. So it was a rivalry game with two winless teams. <laughs> Imagine what that was like. Like how much was on the line. Yeah, you don't want to go winless. And the name of that rivalry is the app. They call the game the Apple Cup. And so the joke always was that that one was called the Crapple Cup because every both teams were crappy. Didn't Cal football Goff's first year win and Sonny Dyke's first year win one game? Yeah, and it was an FCS win, I'm pretty sure. They won like week one or week two against like, you know. They lost State. every Pac-12 game. I think so. Uh, so, so they probably would have got – Stanford had to be really good then. They must have got destroyed. Yeah, Sonny Dykes went 1-11, and 0-9. Oh and, and they beat uh, Portland State. That was who they beat. Yeah. Uh, how many coaches have gone – winless in FBS football in a season and then had like the high highs that Sonny Dykes has. He's rolling right now, guy. Well, his last couple of years at SMU aren't quite COVID year. You went seven and three, but even last year, eight and four. Who do you, but I, was there like some good teams in there that he beat? His awesome year, 19, they went 10 and three. Right now he's four and oh. He, you know, his record at SMU was 30 and 18. It's not like he was having some Urban Meyer run. You know? And he got beat 48-14 to 14 by Cincinnati last year. Didn't They really clearly just bet on the guy, bet on the fit. Smart. Yeah, I mean, I would say this too. Like Safe. If you're just, he, he was, he had SMU in the top, in the top 20 for three straight years. Like that's, that's a pretty good resume, right? I think too, if you just remove Cal, the year, the two years before he got the job, like at a school, like, that you shouldn't win that. He went eight and five and nine and three at La Tech. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. He didn't get the eight. I mean, whatever. Say what you want. Eight wins at Cal. Actually, I bet if we looked historically, if you can win eight wins at Cal, it's a good year. I mean, what would sure Wilcox do for an eight and five season? Well, right now he's uh, two and three. No, he beat Arizona. So I would, lost uh, to Washington yeah, State, I, lost to Notre Dame, beat UNLV, yeah. beat, he's three and two. Three and two. Who do they got this week? Oh, they might be on a bye this week. I mean, are, Cal- are we sure? Are they a bowl team? Yeah, I guess they'll beat Stanford. Team. Well, they play Colorado after the bye, so they should win that they'll game. They'll beat Stanford. They'll beat Colorado, but are, so they're not five. beating Oregon or Oregon State or Washington. No, they, or Washington I mean, State. they beat Oregon. I mean, they could like they just have to win one of Washington, Oregon, SC, Oregon State, UCLA. They just got to win one of those games. They could lose them all, and they'll be underdogs in them all. Could lose them all, but in this league, historically, you don't lose all those games. Yeah, Wilcox is good for a random, like, damn, we beat UCLA by 20. Yeah, I mean, they beat Oregon State last year, and Oregon State was pretty good last year, too. Oregon State's quarterbacks, John, they've thrown four interceptions in each of the last two games. How many picks did the kid just throw against Utah? Well, two, and then the backup threw two, so they threw eight, but they threw four. Oh, they benched the starter that beat Fresno State? He got hurt. After he threw two, including a pick six. All I wanted Jonathan Smith was to land Jackson Dart, but he wouldn't I know. return his phone calls. I know. So hard to blame him. Um yeah, I mean, we got we got a lot, lot going on this week. A lot of football this Birthday week. Birthday week, bro. Birthday week. 
So uh, this will be the last show because uh, see you. I'm not coming up for air till Monday next week. See you kidding. after the Panthers game, fellas. Kidding, kidding. All right, anything else, Dad? Or you want to keep going? It. We can keep going. It's I'm only ten thirty Pacific. Wow. Happy birthday to me in some time zones. <laughs> All right, later, everybody. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line. Prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Bet MGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today, or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.